0: Justin. What? We have a very serious mission. I'm I'm hoping that you're I I'm really hoping that you're feeling capable of this. Do you do you want to know what the mission is?
1: What's the mission? Give it to me.
0: It's a very it's gonna be tough. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> somehow <laughs> we need to talk about one of the most boring movies I've ever done for the show and make it entertaining. <laughs> and uh, would somehow fill at least like an hour and a half, two hours we... knowing us three. Uh, <laughs> we i spoke to you briefly before we started this and i somewhat
1: blame you for not picking a lot of some of the better for not just picking of the options i gave you and when i gave you a list you respond with holy shit
0: <laughs> i had good reason for picking every one of them okay i uh, do so, you do you want to say the list do you, uh, people people can know yeah. uh, they can know the alternate well, timelines well, yeah as to what what could have been instead uh, for doing this movie <laughs> i feel like every one of them i would have I would
1: have rather done fucking Citizen Kane than this. Shit, okay, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to enjoy that if I ever see that. Eh, I don't think you will either. <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, here we go. Yes, here was the original list. Number one, Grizzly. Uh, this is a kind of a, of kind of a. We come, to, me and Jacob hit a stall when it comes to certain movies based on what we like. I want a good viewing experience that could be a fun episode for this. To talk about
0: <laughs> grizzly
1: is well first of all is a classic as one time with the most highest grossing independent film of all time okay so yeah but it's also a very <laughs> shittily made horror film <laughs> it, it was a five hundred thousand dollar budget and it's about it's about grizzly bear killing people so
0: yeah i think my biggest fear with that one in particular is like i look at the cast and i'm like I don't there's even no, there's no cast like i'm just like i don't even know what i would say about this movie like, But we could, who we, knows. Could, we
1: could not do a rorschach test for that <laughs> yeah number two was paradise alley yeah and my i had a pretty good reason for this uh terry funk uh passed away recently it was like a month or two ago yeah been last month he was a pretty big deal uh i growing up as a kid i did not know much about him he was just why the fuck is this old guy wrestling then you, <laughs> you get into he's like as far as just like a wrestling talent, he's one of the greatest of all time. Probably from what listening to old school wrestling podcasts, just learning the sport sure. post you know, attitude eras '90 and early 2000s, which I
0: grew up, up there in. with
1: Rick Flair. Yeah, I was, Rick <laughs> Flair was more of a star. Terry Funk was just fucking. He never stayed in a spot for too long. He was always here for a little bit, then he would go in place. Was here for a little bit, then he'd go for another place. Rick
0: Flair, I think Fort Wayne famous. Was it here in yes, Fort Wayne yes. that he got thrown out of a bar? It's got thrown out of the deck. Actually, a uh, deck.
1: That's somebody. Funny. Somebody. Yeah, you. Uh, you've had a person on the podcast who was literally there and saw it happen. Uh, Julian saw that happen. He had the video. That's funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So and I and so Paradise Alley is. He was in that movie. It's a wrestling movie, I believe, with Sylvester Stallone. And it's not only there's uh, there's a lot of cool trivia of that, and what's crazy that led to one of the biggest, uh, like there was, it, there's a lot of cool like backstories behind that, what what happened after that, which led to big moments not only in movies but pro wrestling stuff like that. So I thought I have I know nothing about it. And I was like oh, let's give it a shot, but then. Uh, number three, uh, Tequila Sunrise. Uh, <laughs> you'll find out our opinions on that. Just give me a minute.
0: Number four, Lord of War. I wonder if this will be the longest opening of all time.
1: Oh, uh, this is an opening. Well, uh
0: Yeah, I was I was, uh, I was I was gonna do like a cute little like our mission is to make this thing and then but n- now it's just getting funnier Why don't the longer you, it
1: goes. Yeah, it, let's get to that. What's the mission? Let's get to the mission, then we can get to it afterwards.
0: <laughs> no, you you're literally you're on number uh, okay. four of a list of five. Number
1: four, Lord of War, Nicolas Cage. Uh I love that movie. It's you, I thought you told me you'd never seen it before that you said you had seen it a while ago. I've seen
0: bits and pieces of it's it.
1: It's, <laughs> I think it's really good. The only dumb part is Nicholas Cage does not attempt a Russian accent which is kind of bad. But he's supposed to be a Russian and doesn't do that.
0: It was like, the biggest thing for me was like every single well, thing on the list you sent me is like when you look it up all of them have the most middling reviews. It's not like None of them are like, well, actually, I think there's one that is really bad, right? Is, is, yeah, your, isn't number, your...
1: f- number five is Alone in the Dark, which they say is one, oh, the yeah. <laughs> they say it's one of the worst movies ever made. And I thought, in my head, I thought it'd be funny bad, but you said the director's pretty famous, not for just making bad movies, but like. Yeah,
0: if, if people don't know, the guy that directed Alone in the Dark is Uwe Boll, who is like kind of famous for. So, he's like made a couple of video game movies. He's like a terrible director. And I've seen a couple of his movies. And. He doesn't make like the fun bad movies. They're just like atrociously bad.
1: (laughs) That was the five you gave me and you sent back and said, holy shit. And I was like, okay, so
0: it was just like, be me looking at this list. And like, you pull up each movie on Letterboxd. I'm like genuinely like grizzly. It's like, 2.6 2.6 i'm like okay that's a little tough mm-hmm. it's like lord of war 2.7 and i'm kind of aware it's like a, well, a decent well, nick cage movie and then it's like alone in the dark 1.4 i was it's, like it's, what are you doing to me
1: Justin? i'm <laughs> trying to be fun and i try to grab some stuff here like i try to do a mix of well i know you really want to get into stuff that neither of has seen, just to see what kind of dynamic that is yeah so i threw i don't lord of war was just in there just for like yeah i'll throw that in there because i've seen it a lot too so it's very thick on my head
0: yeah but as you guys can tell from the title of this episode uh we went with uh tequila sunrise and that's right for the very first time ever (laughs) yeah we'll get to it finally (laughs) i'll watch i'll watch i watched uh yes
1: we did we both watched and we We
0: both for the very first time ever watched tequila sunrise
1: it's another tequila
2: sunrise stirring slowly the sky
0: said goodbye he was just
2: a hired man working on the dreams he planned to try
0: the days go by
2: every night She wasn't just a
0: what is up, everybody? Welcome to Claire Tented Classics, the show where I, your host, Jake Ryan Baker, watch classic movies for the very first time and get my nostalgia free opinions on them today. As you can tell already mm-hmm. is an incredibly special episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the good kind of special. Either. It's the, it's the Gary Coleman got touched by the guy that sells mm-hmm. bikes type of special episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like for me, it's like you, and I think almost every negative review for this movie basically says the same thing. Like, Wow. I looked at the cast and the people that were making this movie and was like, this is gonna be great. Well, not, what happened?
1: It's not just the cast, it's, I s the premise is really good. Like you got you know, we got and then you the trailer is really good. And it's just like, okay, this'll be good. And then it's like it took a while like immediately I could tell like you know, it's, <laughs> it's like when you're watching like something that you should be excited about, but you're like, something bad's gonna happen. It's like when your two friends have I have a really good idea for this game we could play, and it involves things that could end in bodily injury. And you're watching; it's funny, but you're like, "Something's." I got a weird feeling about
0: this. Something. Yeah, it's like trying to host like an MMA event inside of a. And I'll just trail off on that. Those who know, know. (laughs) Justin was the, uh, the, the tip of the spear on that. Unfortunately. Uh, (laughs) Good times.
1: Sometimes things are going good and things just go shatter.
0: (laughs) Shatter dreams. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes your, your hopes get sliced up. Uh, uh it's funny because this is not funny to anybody but (laughs) this is is so inside baseball it's literally like there's like it's it's like literally a secret that's been covered up and and nobody's supposed to know about it there's a i think there's a whopping maybe 15 people that saw it happen (laughs) i think it was also on tape but Uh,
1: yeah i think no i i uh i think it got erased somehow because
0: uh yeah i I got I, i got my security deposit back (laughs) that <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, was of, a bad spot to be in. Uh, that's what you were saying that day uh yeah
1: <laughs> it was because if you remember my you picked me up that day i'm just like
0: this is dumb it's very dumb
1: i uh, said it was dumb from the very <laughs> beginning but people didn't listen
0: uh but uh, like you said we 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 almost started to get in it before we hit record, that's but you're talking about like well the premise on paper yeah. even even aside from the pedigree of the movie it's like the premise is like oh okay yeah like i'm I'm down like, for like, this even when i was a
1: like obviously i would say like you know early 20s 18 like high schoolish when i would just like in my head rattle off tv show ideas and script ideas stuff like that i always thought that'd be a really good premise for a tv show you got you got two friends one's a cop one's obviously a criminal and they have to balance this whole thing and it's like and this seemed and I was like, I saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh, this, this could work, because Kurt Russell looks like, definitely plays off a cop, and I can see Mel Gibson being a criminal, and it's
0: just like, this could work, and then throw Michelle Pfeiffer in, and it's just- Oh, yeah. hmm I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yes. I, I mean, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that doesn't love Michelle mm-hmm. Pfeiffer. She's like, I mean, man, she's just so, if, if people are fans of the show, which I don't know why you would be, but thank you, uh, <laughs> uh, you've maybe heard me do uh, Married to the Mob, uh, for the show somewhat recently, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer vehicle. And she is just, she's just so fucking stellar. in that. like, that's a pretty middling movie that she just elevates by being so amazing. And she's God, is she trying in this movie? She is just, she is doing her damnedest to elevate this terrible role and Whoa. sell like this insane shit that she has to sell. And, Mel Gibson, have
1: I would say she has okay chemistry with both actors. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mel Gibson, which I think is supposed to be like uh, Kurt Russell Royce, which is a sci- spontaneous side piece, whereas Mel Gibson, obviously, I'm
0: spoiling, is the like long-term.
1: You can see there's something there. They just don't know how to put it together.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, there's not one lick of fault to be placed at the feet of any of the actors in this movie. They are all trying really fucking hard. And I will say, I am a little... the one The, the one... I'm hoping you didn't hate him but after our whole uh raul julia fiasco from the last episode i was like oh we're doing a movie that raul julia is in and justin will get to see him and now he'll know who the fuck i'm talking about He he was in another movie we watched. no uh he came up because i was talking about uh basically i don't even remember if i left it in the episode but we went on a whole tangent where i was trying to talk about the movie street fighter with you i think then, you
1: might have cut that yeah
0: and then i was like i, th- I was like oh then then raul julia's in it and he's really good in it and you were like i don't know who that is i was like you're like what is he in And i was like street fighter and you were like what else and i was like adam's family and you were like what else and i was like i don't know <laughs> and you were you, like you, hit, you when you try to tell me about movies oh he's they're really good
1: in this movie it's a pretty much about 80 percent clip i have never heard of this movie
0: yeah which is fine but now you've 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 seen him you, you know who he is yep <laughs> you're looking at me like you're confused he was carlos yeah i know who he was <laughs> no because because i well you see the
1: name raul julia's like i can go either way then it's very obvious who he i mean i'm not trying to be whatever but it's very obvious who he is
0: it was pretty funny because when he finally showed up in the movie i was like oh he's not carlos i thought for sure he'd be carlos and then like as the movie goes on it's like oh he was I, carlos <laughs> i, I kind of i i slow-key called that when i just feel like whenever
1: there's this instant where there's like th- this is not this is not he's, he's the only big
0: name like and it's this, like who and else this, could it be this is not offen-
1: <laughs> this is not offensive One. there's a movie and there's a mexican uh police officer you <laughs> kind of tend they're kind of on, not they're kind of kind of bent <laughs> i don't feel like i'm going to say i mean
0: the mexican mafia is a big deal down there for a reason yeah the cartel yeah, the cartel yeah <laughs> uh there's there there's a couple flashes of just really random racism yes. in this movie.
1: <laughs> like I will I will say if you want to show how big how much the cartel has their hands into the police. Uh we have a friend who uh, li- had to live was a uh, had to live in Mexico for a couple had to go back to Mexico for a couple of years. I take that what you will. What happened with him, but uh he went down there and he explained to us when the cops pull you over to Mexico and you have weed on you, what they do is they take your weed, they compare it to the cartel's weed that they have on them. And if the weed is not the same, well, you're in trouble. Because <laughs> you're not buying from yes. the right supplier. So, so it's pretty much a, yeah, so they will do whatever they can
0: to get you to admit, where'd you get this weed? We gotta go find, gotta go find the, the rivals. Yes.
1: Yeah. Who is doing this? And
0: most likely well, there's like a, like, uh, have you ever seen Sicario? No. Uh, I think you would get a kick out of that movie. A, a lot of it has to do, oh no, <laughs> Justin's dying.
1: No, I'm not dying. <laughs>
0: Hello thermos complication here
1: <laughs> liquor all over me
0: just drunk he's got to do an episode at 1am he's gonna be too drunk <laughs> he's hammered <laughs> he's covered in liquor right now this is appropriate for the tequila sunrise episode yeah. which is like a movie you can't even find without putting movie in the google term because yeah. it'll just bring up the drink because this movie so forgotten. Is it just... And half the reason I was interested in this movie is because I thought it was a cool title. Like,
1: yeah. Well, I thought there'd be like a... Some, like, obviously, Miguel... Uh, Miguel Gibson. Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel. Uh,
0: yes. Miguel Gibson, yes. Yes, yes. yes, Michael Gibson, yes. This is... Mel... His long-forgotten Mexican brother. <laughs> It was like Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So Gibson, that's Mel Gibson is so good. Mel Gibson. It's extra funny knowing Mel Gibson would probably be offended by that, considering he's a virulent racist, too. Yes, uh, yeah,
1: that's a, that's just one of those things where you just watch him like, man, he's so good. Why does he suck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was I going to say? I said started with Mel Gibson. I don't even fucking know at this point. Oh, I feel like they went with the title because it, Mel Gibson is just constantly drinking those throughout the movie. Yeah. Right? Um, I which, guess, which uh, they should at least have a scene where he goes to a or even when he goes to the restaurant, I was like, where are you drinking a tequila sunrise?
0: Yeah, you see him drinking it, but I think they thought they were being cute by never like fully calling it out. Uh, I guess this is like as good a place as any to do our uh, what we know them from thing because I was about to go on a tangent about Robert Town, but I'm just gonna roll him into the what we know people from thing. We'll just make know. it all one big bombastic segment
1: i do look out for directors now because right after this i know who the direct this guy i know never to watch anything they ever do again (laughs) i only recognize one other movie he's done and yeah
0: that he directed yes yeah i mean that's fair because the thing the thing with robert town is i
1: don't i don't want to admit it because uh um because there's another attribute i i messaged (laughs) you about your top 10 and it's like oh yeah i felt like such a piece of shit. so you've seen personal best i haven't seen it but i know of it (laughs) Also, I know that from the from one of the Friends episode. I used to watch Friends a lot. I still do, really. I guess, but you
0: know, it's funny. It's like Robert Towne only directed four movies, and uh, you can't see why. Two of them are about track. He was stars. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird, uh, but he is not like a man who runs track
1: at all. Maybe he did that in the nineteen thirties.
0: Yeah, so uh,
1: I guess he beat we'll, out Jesse Owens in the big race.
0: <laughs> uh, it's it's where I guess we'll start here since we're talking about him uh justin i told him before we started the episode that he was going to have to indulge me a little bit on the robert town topic uh and i so i apologize justin this is going to be my big like you're like what the I'm, fuck are you talking about right now segment. Uh, i mean i mean <laughs> you you went on a
1: giant rant in the predator. <laughs> your biggest deal was that, that the predator's blood was baja blast
0: <laughs> <laughs> um robert town is much more well known as a screenwriter than a director gotcha. uh he wrote like the first Mission Impossible movie, he wrote Chinatown, he wrote The Firm, he wrote The Last Detail, he wrote Shampoo, Yakuza, Days of Thunder. Uh, So like, in Chinatown being his (laughs) crown jewel. I'm sorry,
1: I just can't. So, whenever you say Chinatown, yeah, I think
0: mean, about Cenophobe. Yeah, Chinatown, it. Chinatown, <laughs> Chinatown. Uh, but Juju. So, here's the thing <laughs> that's a name of a guy, not <laughs> Justin, it. just being a Mel Gibson. No, <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's pretty rough. You no, know, Juju Gotti. I think
1: he's a rapper too. Look, I have yet to look up his music, I've heard it's good.
0: Yeah, uh, he's, he's really funny on Cenophobe, the show that me and Justin t- uh talk about a lot, but Did he <laughs> He uh, so I've read. I've read a, an entire like book on like the making of Chinatown. So I'm like, I'm low key, a little bit obsessed with Robert town because he's a really interesting figure because in the late seventies and like throughout the eighties and even into the nineties, he was sort of lauded as like this God amongst writers. He was the guy, but it's a very, uh, Robert town slowly. The more you like look into his life has, you know, the, if I say like the King with no clothes on, is that like a, fairy tale that's familiar to you no where it's like there was a king that walked around town naked because someone told him like i made you this fancy suit but it's invisible and finally a kid was like you're not wearing clothes and the king was like what and everybody had just been going along with it (laughs) uh robert town he does he he is a good writer but he's not as good as his career would suggest because when you look into every single movie that he did that was a hit there was some fuckery about like one of the biggest things is he had a friend named Edward Taylor who would low key help him write all of his movies and not take any credit for any of them. And like in that book it talks about how like oh yeah Chinatown was like all Edward Taylor Taylor trying to make sense of Robert Town's nonsense. <laughs> and then Chinatown is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um and in Robert Town like all his movies are like oh the movies that were good turns out everyone that like directed the movies were like really good directors and took his because he's, he's got good ideas but he needs someone to shape them this, and so when he's left on un- like when i looked i was like i was like because when i went to go turn on te- tequila sunrise today i was like well who directed it and then i was like oh i literally my first note is oh shit robert town directed this movie and i was like i might be in trouble because left unchecked <laughs> robert town is a problem and what? this is what you get
1: uh <laughs> i don't mean to bring up my uh annoying thing but i follow the world of pro wrestling quite a bit i don't it's, it's weird to say i don't watch it anymore but i love to understand the psychology behind it where
0: people well, no 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 one would judge you if you did watch it <laughs> i just feel like i feel like every time you bring it up you're like i don't
1: watch it but because well, you know. i feel like it's very uh <laughs> either way there's nothing wrong with it there's either nothing way, wrong with pro wrestling but yeah so uh well in the late 90s when wrestling skyrocketed pre skyrocketed to its highest popularity has never been back since uh the world wrestling federation at the time was the head writer that wrote the show's pretty much name was uh vince russo and he kind of got credit for taking off because pretty much what he pretty much what wrestling was before that was pretty the wwf was pretty stale it was kind of the same thing boring characters when he's kind of just he pretty much what they did call hot shotting you do the craziest shit every single time you get higher and higher and higher and it draws attention people come watch your shows the problem was they never quit doing that and that's how wrestling became hit this stale like in it and he was a lot of people say he was really good because you know you have vince mcmahon who's taking all these ideas and putting them through he's like why don't we do this and this and then you know, you have Stone Cold Steve Austin in the main event going against The Rock and The Undertaker and Triple H and stuff. And then uh, he left the WF for WCW to write their shows, and they went out of business in a year and a half and lost over $60 million. <laughs> and a lot of his ideas were just so juvenile. Like, in the main event, like, Austin would go against, like, the other guys and be great stuff, and, like, the undercard, there would be like, you know, Mark Henry is calling himself sexual chocolate, and there's <laughs> like, there's just, just like, what the fuck is going on here? And <laughs> like, and like, he's very sexist. Like, oh, let's just have a lingerie pillow fight right here. Yeah. Or I remember when WCW took like a famous Luchador and his, he was winning matches by breaking balls of tequila over people's heads all of a sudden. <laughs> and It's just like, what the fuck is going on here?
0: Yeah, it's really tough because it's there is like when you look into a lot of like behind the scenes, Hollywood stuff, a lot of it is like a guy's like kind of unhinged, but occasionally has good ideas mm-hmm. and just needs people to shape them. Like, I mean, I can't imagine. I I don't get the sense that Robert Towns, like a great director, but I do think this movie looks really nice and has like a lot of really interesting looking scenes, but there, there, I'd, I'd sooner credit like the, the cinematographer yeah. and the set designer this, this before cool. I, Think Robert Town is like a great director.
1: This movie irked if someone needed to kind of like smooth. Because there's so many, there's so many bad stuff too. Where I'm like, what do they just do? Like, or just moments where just like, why is this happening? Like, yeah. Or
0: (laughs) so that I guess that does it for my Robert Town rant. I don't, I don't think he's a bad writer, but I do think he's just a really fascinating guy to study. And then and like he has, he literally is like on record has this friend that low key helped him do all of the stuff that was good who just like it's it's pretty wild too because it's like he this friend that helped him write stuff that never wanted his name on any of robert Towns stuff Mm -hmm. you find out in the and it's called like the big goodbye which is like Mm -hmm. the making of chinatown it's robert town like drove him to the hospital when his appendix burst and like saved his life Mm -hmm. he Helped him when his ex-girlfriend like committed so, suicide. So, so Robert Town was kind of a nepo baby. <laughs> well, It's kind of like he just like had a friend who, who never took any credit. And it's like everyone just worshiped. They used to be like, because Robert Towne like won the Academy Award for Chinatown. And it was like, it was like, he's a god. He wrote one of the greatest movies of all time. And he was able to coast off that for decades, literally. And it's like, he's just a really fascinating Hollywood figure. And also like, this is like the late 70s. Which is like to me one of the most fascinating times. Not when Tequila Sunrise was made. This was a '88, I believe. Uh, yes, Which... but it's like between like the '70s and '90s, there was this Hollywood was just a really interesting place. So <laughs> Jesus, I'm a mess over here. <laughs> uh, so if you if you're into like Hollywood history stuff at all, it's just he's a very fascinating figure, and he's also been like for all the things that he's credited on. If you like look him up he's uncredited as like fixing this movie and doing this movie. And he was secretly, him. he rewrote a scene for this movie and it's the best scene in the movie. He
1: was uh, <laughs> tied to a lot of the mission impossible movies. I saw. Yeah.
0: He's, he's credited for the first two, but yeah. So that's my Robert Town rant, mm-hmm. uh, indulgence over. I know you don't have much to say to him other than you watched uh, his lesbian the, scenes I, I, from his I, lesbian I, movie. I, I've never seen that movie. No, I just, <laughs> I've heard of it. Okay. Hey, you know, in, and, in your defense, when I was looking through his filmography, I was like, well, what's this movie? And I was like, lesbian track runners. That sounds pretty well, good. I well, was not, like, I'm going to probably watch personal best. <laughs>
1: well, not, I, well, it's not just me being a horny, obviously teenager when I heard about that movie. Obviously, <laughs> but no, It was just, uh, I watched one of the movies, uh, one of the show friends. Uh, uh, my sister watched a lot and she got me hooked on it as a kid. So I still watch episodes today. No, it's uh so are you, how familiar are you with that show at, at all? Friends? Yeah
0: never watched
1: an episode so david schwimmer plays a character where his big thing early in the show is that he was married to this girl for x amount of years and they had a kid together well she found out in their marriage that she was a lesbian and left him for another woman Mm -hmm. so and then uh, later he's dating this other girl who he's engaged to and uh so his ex-wife's now wife if that was even legal back then i don't know is uh going on there his his soon-to-be wife at the time it was from the uk and his ex-wife's wife was over there and they were like doing stuff together and he kept being he kept freaking out like i'm gonna lose another wife to this and one of his things was like they're going to the gym together and they're gonna, <laughs> it's like they're gonna hit the sauna and everybody's looking at him and it's like what you don't know what happens you know they start pushing to target, playing haven't you guys seen personal best <laughs> and it's funny uh matt LeBlanc plays this uh kind of dumb uh kind of like stupid uh man whore who gets everybody he just goes no but i'm gonna <laughs> i want to see it i want to yeah, see it it yeah. sounds up my alley yeah. uh but, but I, uh, I, speaking way like that i want i rewatched watched the movie recently just because it was on i saw it on a channel and i mainly started it for certain scenes like that but then i started watching it's like you know how kind of good this movie is like it was uh, a wild things really was, oh i haven't seen yeah, this. oh you haven't seen oh, we well, might, might have to do that one because i it's it's not a bad it's like it's really when you just go through I mean Denise Richards in it, she's not gonna take away acting rewards, but <laughs> but no, like yeah, there's some I there's love some- I
0: love her. Have you ever seen uh Drop Dead Gorgeous? No. Uh that's I don't know if you would like it, but she's really good in that.
1: I've seen the only <laughs> movies of hers I've seen off top of my I've seen Starship Troopers, mm-hmm. Undercover
0: Brother. Classic. Uh and uh, I'm trying to
1: think anything. And obviously Wild Th-
0: thing. Those would the Undercover Brother and Starship Troopers would be my polls for her, yes. besides uh, drop dead gorgeous yeah, so, yeah. you know speaking of i had a question for you uh mm-hmm. how how deep on the bench do you want to go on this because i even though um, a lot I, of, a lot of the allure of this movie is the so-called stack cast really it's pretty top yeah i know the top i
1: know the main three and that's it so okay, that's so, about all i want to do
0: yeah that's fine with me cause, and honestly they're the ones that see the most play i'll throw just sort of uh what do you call it consolation prize mm-hmm. Uh, to JT Walsh, the guy that plays the DEA agent, it sounds familiar because he's one of those guys that's he's just in fucking. Do you need a military guy or like a hard nosed cop? Because he's in like a few Good Men and Good Morning Vietnam, and he's in the Last Seduction, which is a movie I kind of need to do for the show. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I like Linda Fiorentino, Red Red Rock West. I've always wanted to watch that one. Good, good old fashioned Nick Cage, Dennis Hopper movie. Oh.
1: Denise Richards in Money Plane, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: no, Denise. Uh, misery. J.T. Walsh is also in oh. Misery. But yeah, for me, it's it's the top four. We'll just keep it. We'll keep the indulgence train going. And I, I guess I cut it from the Point Break episode. But anyone that's ever seen the Adams Family movies, you know Raul Julia. He's 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 Gomez Adams, and uh, he's fucking great in Street Fighter. But we'll we'll just leave it at that. But sh- let, let's let's. Huh. The order they have it in Letterboxd is kind of interesting, but I guess it makes sense. The uh, uh,
1: funny thing about Street Fighter, I, I, I listened to listening to the uh, it's the the xenophobe guys on another podcast do Moral Kombat. Apparently, uh, John Claude Van Damme turned down the role of Johnny Cage to be in Street Fighter.
0: That's funny because he would have been a great Johnny yeah. Cage. Well, the
1: whole, <laughs> well, apparently the whole character of Johnny Cage was written based on John Claude Van Damme, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Moral Combat did 10 times better than Street Fighter did.
0: God, Street Fighter is such a bad movie. Uh, but speaking of movies, Kurt Russell, what's, what are our polls
1: here? Uh, 3,000 Miles to Graceland.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
1: Uh. It's just funny because for the longest time, I've, I don't know why. I thought, well, because I think when I was a kid watching it, I asked, who's the, who's the badass? It was just Kevin Costner in that movie. And my brother, I don't know if he was confused. Oh, that's Kurt Russell. So for some reason, I thought that was Kurt Russell. And for the longest time, I thought Kurt Russell was Michael Douglas, which doesn't make any sense. Showed shows you how young I was. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, and, then I, and then eventually I figured it out because I, I love Kevin Costner. I'm like, that's fucking Kevin Costner.
0: And that's Kurt Russell. Have you ever heard that insane rumor? There's like this Hollywood lore that Walt Disney's dying words were Kurt Russell.
1: No, I never heard that.
0: (laughs) There's never really been anyone that puts truth to it, but it does pop into my brain every once in a while. Like if I was Kurt Russell and there was a rumor that just Walt Disney, as he was dying, said my name, I feel like that would haunt me. It (laughs) would haunt me for the rest of my life. (laughs) Kurt Russell is tough for me. You know, obviously we have. Jack Burton. We have, yeah, we have a shared, we have a shared commonality. We, we've done Big Trouble in Little China for this. Repeat show. offender, you could say. Yeah, Kurt Russell's a repeat offender for us. But, I mean, I'd be rem- I would be I have to go through the Rolodex here. I love him in Hateful Eight. He's fucking great in that. Uh, I love him in... I mean, The Thing is one of my favorite movies of all time. And mm-hmm. he's just... God, he's so fucking good in that movie. Uh, I love him in Death Proof. My, my big controversial Quentin Tarantino take is that I like Death Proof nobody else likes it but i do and he's stuntman mike is an all-time character I seen uh, that. <laughs> uh but then uh tombstone obviously we got shot. shout out tombstone we both yes. love that movie
1: So yes, i would say that would be a runner up for 3000 miles of Graceland, probably
0: um and then i special super uh, actually i forgot stargate uh the guy mentioned stargate he's great in that i've never seen short hair kurt russell tango and cash
1: uh, tango and cash
0: uh but last but not least i have to well oh uh, yeah yeah Last but not least, I have to mention Overboard. That's just a that's just a with
1: uh, Goldie Hawn, right? Yeah,
0: it's, and they're they're married to this day. Oh,
1: how about uh, that? Kurt
0: Russell and Goldie Hawn, they're mm-hmm. they're fucking Hollywood elite couple. I love mm-hmm. them together. Uh, but <laughs> they've been doing those like Santa Claus movies together recently, where she's like Mrs. Claus and he's Santa. I'm like, oh yeah. good, they're in movies together again. I I well, you <laughs> to a certain age, <laughs> they're ter- They're terrible, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Russell looks fucking great for how old he is. I don't know if you've seen him recently. Uh. I think the last movie I've seen of his, my, it was either
1: Guardians of the Galaxy or the the one of the- Oh, fa- sure, yeah, Guardians.
0: One, one of the fast movies
1: he did. Uh, I mean, which, he, he's, he, he, he has brought- aged really well. Yes. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just skeptical of uh, any cosmetic additions. Uh,
0: I, I don't know if he's- He's not. <laughs> he doesn't really scream cosmetic stuff to me, I he, guess. He doesn't look like Tom Brady? <laughs> no, he's not kissing his children on the lips, so mm-hmm. I don't see a resemblance. <laughs>
1: like, I- I think it's crazy You look back at the before
0: pictures of Tom Brady where it's like, (laughs) that's a different dude. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but, uh, I was like looking through and I thought I saw Dolly Parton on, but it's, it's a Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell swing shift. But I was Mm -hmm. thinking about, uh, it's like, yeah, (laughs) it's like. 9 to 5, you know 9 to 5, like uh, the movie with Dolly, I know who Dolly Parton is You <laughs> know who the fuck Dolly Parton is Big, big j- motherfucker big, Jones Real name's Dean <laughs> Big titties, she got old, titties stayed young <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, I watched uh, They Cloned Tyrone recently, hmm. I was thinking about you because I was editing our episode and you were kind of shitting on Jamie Foxx a little bit and- it wasn't shitting
1: Oh, did I ever shit on Jamie Foxx? You were just uh, saying
0: like Will yeah. Smith would have blown Django out of the water and you didn't yes. like him as much. I didn't that.
1: say, I, I liked him. I said, I think Will Smith would have been better. The only thing I shat on Jamie Foxx for was being in The Amazing Spider-Man 2.
0: Yeah, which again, I don't think is his fault, but yeah. he's he's very interesting yeah. in They Cloned Tyrone. Is <laughs> that yeah. uh, interesting? Movie.
1: I like Jamie Foxx. He's about the only he's one of the few people I was like, okay, I'll check out what he does.
0: Yeah. Overboard a movie that would probably be like if the TikTok generation watched it would get everybody that made the movie super canceled, but a movie I grew up on and liked. uh, <laughs> Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're together in real life, but yeah, I think that's, we've indulged enough on Kurt Russell. I feel like we're just going to like, dwell on the actors because there's yes. nothing to talk about no, as far as the not. movie goes <laughs> uh and but
1: and just our notes how who's got the funnier note line who can who says what the fuck is going on here
0: first? <laughs> <laughs> uh michelle pfeiffer
1: uh bat the batman movie she's i can't remember which one that is uh,
0: like i know it's the 1st one.
1: Oh, one the, oh you're first, i'm gonna do the, I'm an idiot. One the, the second Mason. one yeah I, I don't remember what,
0: what it was called it was batman returns Returns. yes
1: which is crazy as she's like nowhere Near, like it's crazy how some actress i'm just sorry this sounds bad some actors are way hotter in certain movies we've talked about this before like nicole kidman she will never be hotter than what she was in batman forever mm. like, have you ever seen practical magic uh but i've seen bits and pieces she's of it. so hot in that movie <laughs> I, I, and then like cameron diaz in the mask like it's, no it's uh, it's
0: there's sometimes where there's a certain movie they have a yes. certain look mm-hmm. and you're just like Holy shit! I
1: think it's crazy. Cameron Diaz was fucking twenty one years old in The Mask. Does not look twenty one at all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and like we, you talked about Mila Kunis and
1: uh, uh, forgetting
0: Sarah Marshall. Sure, yeah.
1: Cause she, uh, who's the? I can't remember who the the
0: blonde is. in That movie. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, Kristen Bell.
1: Kristen Bell. Yeah, she's really. I mean, Mila Kunis blows her out the water. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one which, of those things. where—
0: like why are you sad uh jason siegel mila kunis is interested in you (laughs) well
1: well, i don't mean it, but it's funny like as a kid watching that seven show throughout the whole thing like i always i was more laura prepper on than uh mila kunis and yeah and then i think i
0: like donna uh, a
1: lot well then and then in forgetting sir marshall she's like what the fuck did
0: they do here (laughs) she's sun-kissed she's got like that tan going on and like Mm -hmm. uh
1: it it helps she's actually a you know like well just you know obviously if people i think she lied about her age to get on i think she was like 14 yeah and yeah. so
0: she's actually a full-grown adult by the time forgetting sarah marshall true sarah that's a well. good point um i saw a behind the scenes like table read mm-hmm. from forgetting sarah marshall recently which by the way i love that movie yes yeah, it's one. like if you were like if i was like making my top five comedies list i think that movie's on the list Wait. honestly uh but i saw behind the scenes and they did this scene where he does the Dracula musical at the bar. I i love that fucking scene. He's like, and if I see Van Helsing, I swear to the Lord I will slay him. I would take him from this earth for taking you from me. Die 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 I can't <laughs> I love that movie. Oh man. Uh but uh Pfeiffer, I mean the honest answer is yes. Batman Returns. She's one of the most like in a in a role that has made many people iconic. Michelle Pfeiffer is maybe the most iconic Catwoman,
1: which <laughs> I'm just looking because she is incredibly attractive.
0: I as far as have you ever tra- seen the behind the scenes of her really doing the whip no. stuff? It's pretty fucking crazy. Which what I cause of the
1: modern era Catwoman, I would honestly not even think she's the best looking though. Just in that movie, in
0: the Robert Pattinson one. No, no,
1: no, in, no. In the uh, no, just. It, her like i don't know her look in the batman return she's not as hot as in other movies i don't know what i don't know why i don't get into it as good as yeah
0: that. i mean it's just like she's like uh, there's something about like she's got like the goth makeup unhinged thing going she's like she's she's like so unhinged in that movie and but she's like so, they also make her so sexual and like aggressive and stuff it, it's just yeah uh, it's that's pretty not, i don't shy away from that but uh, <laughs> uh but yeah i love pfeiffer yeah. though I don't remember what I brought up, because I recently did Married to the Mob, and so Uh, we, we, we of course, talked about Pfeiffer in that episode. I
1: I really like her in, I think it's just Wolf with Jack Nicholson.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I I watched that movie quite a bit. She's someone who, like, the more I look at her filmography, the more I'm like, I really should watch some of her.
1: I I (laughs) was honestly introduced to her, though. I didn't know she was in this. uh, Grease 2, because I have
0: sisters. Sure, yeah, the pink pink ladies. Scarface. Scarface is the one that I always circle back to because I don't even know how people feel about that movie anymore, but I like it and I think she's fucking great. In yeah, oh, movie, she's really good. Because obviously Al Pacino, when you first watch it, is stealing the show. And he's, I mean, he's such a larger than life character. But I watched it again recently and I was like, Pfeiffer is doing so much in that mm-hmm. movie. And she's like, she's like a little too, she's like coke skinny in that yeah, movie. And it's uh, a little like, like holy shit girl like, e- e- eat some fucking food please uh, I, I, don't, I don't i don't i'm don't.
1: i just i just don't find coke ho- i shouldn't say coke. <laughs> i don't i just don't find dr- women who go really hard to portray themselves as drug acts in movies i was about to say it was probably was not pc but it's just like it's it's a really big turnoff for me i don't know what it is like
0: yeah but- like
1: uh well i talked to you about action jackson right a little bit Uh, yeah yeah. uh the most biggest thing that killed me with that is fucking sharon's it's early sharon stone and i didn't even recognize her but she is unreal in that movie as far as looks and i can't remember who the main love interest she was like a big deal back in the early 80s like a sex symbol singer and she plays like
0: oh the it's like prince's uh vanity
1: vanity yeah and she's like plays this out of her mind heroin addict yeah i'm like yeah Really, we're gonna kill off Sharon Stone and go with this goofy smackhead as the main? <laughs> S- fr- I don't smackheads, PC either. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm sad though, because like I have, i like I haven't seen Witches of Eastwick. I haven't seen Age of Innocence. I feel like I have missed some of Pfeiffer's bangers, but yeah, I mean Scarface and Batman. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fall neatly in line on that one lady hawk is she the titular mm-hmm. lady hawk uh, i don't know i've never seen lady hawk that seems like that's one of those movies that people talk about like it's actually really bad but because we were so starved for fun fantasy movies like i've heard people talk like i did like lady mm-hmm.
1: hawk though <laughs> let's not forget the movie that's probably gonna the, the movie the role she has is probably gonna pay her as much as all the other roles combined she's the uh
0: She's something in the Marvel universe
1: now. The oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Ant Man. Yes, yeah. She's in like the Ant Man movies, which is good for her. She yeah. deserves the which paycheck.
1: It's really the it's really the only, really <laughs> only one left because I love Paul Rudd. That really, I'm like, oh, I got, I really want to see that one. Like, yeah,
0: I haven't kept up with them. You know,
1: it's <laughs> hard. I, I've to people. I think I might have said it, it's after Endgame. It's like, how do you just like. Okay, we're doing this all over again. And it's just. I was
0: like, I like Evangeline Lilly in the first one. So I was excited to see the second one. I never got around to it. And then people were saying, oh, the third one's good. And like Kang is really cool. But then it was like right after that movie came out, it's like, oh, he might have beat the shit out of his girlfriend, and now oh, we're gonna yeah. have to like cancel him oh, being the big uh, bad. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> the dude from Creed Three. Uh, yeah, uh, made Jonathan Majors like he was having like the biggest year tra- of all time. I've <laughs> been
1: trying to catch freaking Creed Three on, on. It's on some movie channel, and every fucking time I go to, it, and it was crazy now because I told you I have I found out I have twenty four seven channels, which is the most random fucking shit ever. Like I told you, <laughs> I have well, I have a I have a channel that just does Predator movies all day. I have a channel that does Major League movies all day. It does Denzel Washington movies, Liam Neeson movies, <laughs> and there is literally a- Oh, wow, the uh,
0: Denzel channel. That'd be a good channel. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> although I know it's kind of the same stuff sometimes, uh, and all the way, that it's a complete lie, because the other day, the Liam Neeson movie was uh, that awful movie Russell Crowe where he like, breaks his wife out of prison. Really, Liam Neeson's in it for a whopping uh, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so- but yeah, so it's like, I've been trying to catch on, but every time I go to the Creed Rocky series, it's always the old ass Rockies and it's just like, eh. oh, Justin, I, I just, I'm, I'm sure they're great. I just don't have the interest of in seeing
0: them. <laughs> Are you, you not a fan of the, the Rocky franchise? I, I don't,
1: it's, I don't
0: like boxing movies. It's hard for me to watch. You don't bo- like boxing
1: movies. It's hard for me to watch boxing movies where the boxing portion of them is obviously fake. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. It's I just can't get into it. Like, the the most realist, the best boxing movie I think I've ever seen is probably uh, Will Smith Ali. The boxing is so, like, close, like, because it's obviously actual boxers doing stuff. And, you know, the new Creed movies are pretty good, too. I just, the second one was just so bad. Like, Ryan Coogler just such a good, like, realistic story in the first one. Then, obviously, he left, and the guy took it over, and all of a sudden, the like Adonis Cree was fighting the light heavyweight division all of, a, all of a sudden he's in the heavyweight division no yeah yeah. and then it's like and it's just like stupid where you know uh, Victor Drago comes out of nowhere as just beating the fuck out of him where it's like we couldn't try to do a realistic spin on this where it was like you know where Adonis Cree wins the light heavyweight title then Drago wins some small heavyweight title and it's like you I, I bet you you won't move up and wait to fight me and he doesn't. Obviously, there's a reason why he's losing, because he's a fucking light heavyweight fighting a heavyweight. Sure. And the first fight is close, but there's a fuck at the end or something like that, or he gets knocked out, but there's something a lot better than what the, that one was, and it's like, he's really fucked up. Will he come back? And it was just like, Hollywood got too got their hands in it too much.
0: Yeah, I think uh, one of the secret weapons, you hit the nail on the head of like, as a as a fan of the Rocky franchise, a big fan of the Rocky franchise... I grew up watching Rocky Three a lot. That was that's, like a childhood movie for me. That,
1: that's uh, Clubber Lang, right? Yeah,
0: Clubber Lang, and also Hulk Hogan. I've, I've uh, seen that one quite. Thunder Lips, uh, but I've since you know gone back and been like, I really like the first Rocky movie a lot, and also just I mean, fuck, man, like uh, 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 Carl Weathers is just mm-hmm. holy shit. Like it's fucking no, Carl I, Weathers. He's I, like, I do have
1: a, <laughs> I do have a Carl Weathers. Movie. I'll probably have to watch it by myself. I was like, D- can I indulge you on watching? Hurricane
0: Smith. <laughs> I don't it's, know. Although it's kind of, uh, apparently
1: was was really bad. but he doesn't have a mustache and he looks ridiculous. Ooh, wow, yes. that's tough. That's yes. kind
0: of a deal breaker for Carl Weathers.
1: It was apparently shot in Australia too. So was, okay.
0: <laughs> Australia. I, that's where. That's where our good friend Mel Gibson's from.
1: I, I'm not even going to attempt. Of all the accents, I'll attempt. I'm not going to attempt
0: though.
1: Oh, I might. <laughs> you just said you're not going to attempt it. I, I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. Okay, you know I love accents on here. Come on,
0: down under. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't do it. You ever see the Mad Max movies? Uh, you know, no. Driving around in cars and stuff? No.
1: <laughs> but. I was trying to think my most Australian movie I think I've seen. Like I obviously haven't seen Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> That's your most Australian No, no I'm trying to think what, co- I've wa- I watched a really shitty movie with, uh,
0: it was a crocodile movie, I think. You uh, know, right Justin, I'm Australian, too. I was in Batman Forever, and I was super hot. I'm Nicole Kidman. Nicole. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we get a lot We get a lot of Australian she imports.
1: Is... <laughs> Speaking of Nicole Kidman, I saw it today when I was watching the college football. That was, when I was watching college football, apparently her and Zoe Saldana are in some TV show now. Called, oh, really?
0: Like Special Ops something or something. I love Nicole Kidman, but she's okay. also... Yeah, we briefly alluded to plastic surgery, but holy shit, Nicole Kidman, why? Yeah. Like she's like almost unrecognizable lately. And I'm, it makes me super Bat- sad. Batman Forever, <laughs> that was where it all ended. she's such a good fucking actor. Uh mm-hmm. God, Nicole Kidman's like low key one of my favorite actors, but she's also like just off a rocker lately. But mm-hmm. I, I will I will always love her for the AMC ad that she did. <laughs> Our heroes feel like the best parts of us. Because here they are <laughs> <laughs> AMC. Uh, but yeah so what 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 are I, I'm actually legitimately curious what would because you're you're a noted lethal weapon I guess not skeptic uh no I just you, your control. take on them is just weird but like what what are our mel Gibson polls
1: um lethal weapon four my favorite of <laughs> lethal weapons <laughs> That's my favorite one. I watched is that the Jet Li one. Yes, yeah, so that that is a fucking all star <laughs> cast. You got, you have Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, uh, Chris Rock is in it. Oh yeah, uh, Joe Pesci obviously is a fuck, and Jet Li. It's just like, oh, this is awesome. Man. <laughs> so you got, the, I do love Jet Li. The back in the. Chris Rock and Joe Pesci, how'd they not get a spin-off that? That was... Yeah, yeah. They're they're fucking you with the cell phone. (laughs) Josh, look at that fucking rate? If you're lucky, A will get to that rate.
0: (laughs) That's just a lot, though. Oh, it's fucking awesome. (laughs) It's like Rush Hour works because Chris Tucker is at that height, and then, like, Jackie Chan's there to sort of even him out a little oh, no. bit there's
1: no the... i don't know if you can i don't know that's why there's just two scenes with them <laughs> and then going
0: back and forth
1: <laughs> look at my badge look, look at the fucking crips accountant
0: <laughs> i think i think it's like fun for 10 minutes and then it gets exhausting oh, I, I could watch it all day <laughs> 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 is there any other mel gibsons for you uh trying to think uh, i'm kind of surprised Like pa- the, pa- pa- the, the patriot patriot uh, i was um, like i was like is he gonna pull the patriot maybe uh
1: let me go but there's some others i know i'm not thinking of because i watched um, he's the one movie with, uh, I can't think, it made me think of this one. Cause how good he is at playing like an awkward fellow sometimes. Like he's very awkward. I think in this movie for being, uh, it's the one with the, I think it's got Julie Roberts in it where it's, it's about conspiracies and shit. I can't think of <laughs> it.
0: It's actually just called, uh, it, it, I, I had it pulled up here for a second cause I was like, I had never seen it. It's called conspiracy oh, theory. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I saw, yeah, I've seen that one quite a bit. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, I'll jump in real quick and say like uh, looking at his filmography is very yeah. funny because i forgot he did voice work too because he's his some of his top credits are chicken run pocahontas and casper which is very <laughs> funny um the ones i'll throw in is i have seen the mad max movies and he's great in them that's kind of mm. how he got his start uh braveheart yeah obviously. oh yeah the braveheart, that's that's a huge one uh i've uh, seen i remember watching hamlet there's scenes of it in school i think <laughs> uh yeah yeah uh braveheart a VHS that we had in my house, two tapes, two tape VHS guys. Yeah, that's a fucking long one. <laughs> uh, signs. Oh yeah. Uh, a... The M night Shyamalan uh, movie. What women want? What women want another, that's another one I, I was going to mention, but yeah, I mean, for me, Mel Gibson's never been as good as he is in, in the lethal weapon movies that those are, those are the movies but, I'm not going to dwell I, on it. By the I, way, I, I have a 24 seven lethal weapon channel as well. A 24 seven lethal weapon channel it yes. play the show too. Uh
1: no just the t- no <laughs> TV shows is, is I have another ch- and I just have movie channels that just play TV shows all day as well.
0: Uh, my super deep poll I'm gonna say for Mel Gibson is, uh, he's in a movie called Blood Father where like some people are after his daughter and it's like a just a really fun action movie where it's like, uh, a negligent father has to like rescue his daughter and they while he's getting in gunfights like s- try to heal their sort of like tumultuous relationship and it's just like you know it's just a good classic like good setup for a movie and he nails it here's the thing uh i guess it should be mentioned i'm not going to dwell on it mel gibson problematic he's a problem (laughs) uh yeah it's it's like like there's a lot of problems with mel gibson he he was basically canceled before that was even a thing Mm -hmm. uh he uh, he seems to still be hovering around he mostly does like the movies that liam neeson doesn't do like he just shows up well, and stuff like as the grizzled he, old man and if
1: he knows someone like you know obviously stallone threw him a bone in the yeah incredible. like juddy foster
0: still likes um,
1: him he was in those awful Danny trejo
0: movies machete yeah and so it's like it's tough because <laughs> uh, it's like and, but, I, I don't even I, i've never even like sat down and really went through all like the problem stuff that he did oh, uh, so obviously the big one was like his big anti-semitic mm-hmm. thing that he did i just <laughs> i just remember the i think i can't remember where it was for some like they did some award
1: show on comedy central and they had like lewis black reenacted because it was stuff like the cop pulls his over and is like calm down there sugar tits like, <laughs> it's officer sugar tits it's like sugar tits
0: that's australian said, you guys make the world like look like shit <laughs> uh but yeah so i'm it's one of those things where I'm just going to be like, look, uh, he did some bad shit. I, I'm never going to hire him for a movie. That being said, he's kind of unavoidable. He was like one of our biggest stars for a while. He's incredibly handsome, incredibly charismatic, and he's a good actor. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm just saying it like uh, I'm never sad to see him in a movie. Uh I'm sad that he apparently sucks. Uh I think he also... I want to say he's the. Is it him or am I thinking of a different actor that was like, "Why don't you just fucking stay? All you need to do is stay home and worry about blowing me." Uh, I don't know about. I, I can't remember if it's Mel Gibson or if it's a different no, shitty no. actor. I'm just,
1: go, I'm just going through his uh issues. Apparently, well, even before he was in, he apparently made some d- bad comments about uh, gay and lesbians. Apparently, and. Fun. He, he like apologized and did some stuff there. Then we get the whole, uh, you know, um, the whole uh, issue with the DUI that led to, uh, not great quotes. Yep. Um, <laughs> nope, more against the uh, the um uh, the people that follow the um the uh peop- the Jewish people. Okay, I mean, it's what they are.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to work up to there, but I don't know. I, was I think you made. I think you made it. <laughs> yes. And then I,
1: he made some uh, very uh, bad comments about African Americans here. Oh, right that's right. Yes. Uh, and and. Describing what his uh, wife was wearing, I think.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, not a great guy.
1: Yeah, oh, was the last one here? Um, oh, just say he was blacklisted from this and this. Eh, I kind of get that.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, it, when when you're so bad that before it's even like fashionable to go after people for bad comments that you're getting like canceled. It's like you're probably pretty bad, and this mm-hmm. is the stuff we know about. Yes. So it's like I don't know. Mm-hmm. That being said i'm happy separating the art from the artist mm-hmm. uh i'm not gonna not watch the lethal weapon movies on a press. Yeah. that was a fun thing on Cinephobe when they played the r kelly <laughs> batman forever song or whatever they played they're like actually all r kelly prophets go to help the victims so you're actually helping the victims by bumping r kelly And i was like that's a funny take <laughs> but i mean okay cool like i think it was ba- it was batman robin <laughs> gotham city gotham
1: city which is a, that's a weird soundtrack to have for that movie like could you imagine like the freaking
0: dark knight having with all
1: the tune and then batman's today yeah or, or i mean gotham have, you ever, city.
0: I've, have you ever heard like uh see, is it seal mm. uh the the poison kiss from a rose that's a that's a batman forever song
1: oh oh from <laughs> was that uh, oh uh, is the it seal i is think it, is
0: he the guy that did the thong song no that's cisco cisco
1: i think you're thinking of batman robin again because the poison rose is that alluding to like the poison kiss from poison ivy or
0: no it's that's that's what's weird i have to look up okay. the uh, i have to look up uh, this i just, I'll have to look up the batman be a, forever cisco be a conundrum suck. for you though because you were the biggest r kelly fan i ever knew i back know in high school. It, it sucks man like, I used to listen to R. Kelly, like, religiously. and
1: But you would always just have, you would have these random remixes that would have R. Kelly for, like, a chorus. I
0: together. loved him, and it turns out he's one of the biggest monsters to ever walk the face of the earth. Yeah. And I'm just like, cool, cool. There's a lot of songs that are in my memory bank that are, <laughs> like. I'll never be able to listen to again. <laughs> like, what is really happening in the kitchen
1: there? We were talking about
0: it's the remix to Ignition and the pedophiles oh, in the we're, kitchen. We're, uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, I'll Piss On You is very obvious what was gonna happen there. Drip, drip, drip. Hold <laughs> on, Hold on. You. <laughs> it's funny because when you look at like some of the humor from Back then, it seems like it was kind of an open secret that he was yeah. a psycho, and well, it's just like, like, well, how long was this going on? Well, that guys? was the same thing where,
1: uh, <laughs> where like, I remember li- watching, uh, listening to Rogan on his podcast, telling somebody it was like, "Oh, it was one of them secret. Cosby was weird. Like, he wanted like security guards to tuck him into
0: bed, and yeah, like, it, like took Hannibal burst like joking about him like slipping people roofies for people. He's like, wait, what did he say? And it's like, oh yeah, everybody knows." there's like all this stuff coming out about russell brand now
1: well, the, well, where the same, it's like
0: russell brand's been abusing people well, and
1: well you know who chris delia is right oh yeah like all the all the freaking comedians are on are like oh yeah he, you know chris is awesome oh yeah he's all awesome. he loves the young girls yeah like young girls are all about
0: I, i've girl. uh there's a video of him on a podcast finding out that you can save snapchats it's one of my favorite videos ever where it's like mid-podcast they're like yeah, and she's like, she's like saving all the Snapchats I sent. And Crystalita goes, Yeah, but you can't, you can't save Snapchats. And like, Oh, yeah, bro, you can. Like, it's it's not that you just click the thing and, and like, you just see his face drop and he just goes dead silent. And like, people have like done edits where they just like zoom in on his face <laughs> and it's like, and that was the moment he knew he <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that's, right, that's, that's right there when, uh, when it, Speaking of Chris Leah, Brendan Schaub,
1: uh, on one of his podcasts, with uh, he does with uh, Brian Callen, was they asked him something like, should I be ashamed of being bald? It's like, oh, dude, there's all kinds of bald that they're just slinging dick. You know, you got Dana White, Rogan, and Joe Rogan's married. You see him goes, um, (laughs) like, should I have said that? (laughs) Oh, I got to show you. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) You you got Dana White, Rogan, uh. That's that's not good. <laughs> They're still like best friends, so apparently must have been smoothed over. Uh man, people are such scumbags. <laughs> well, me and a, a good friend of ours who's a giant Joe Rogan I talked about. I like, when you're a big star of Rogan, do you think his wife just like, you know, just do what you do and just
0: come home to me, you know? I don't know. Like the thing is, like, there's nothing wrong with like, as long as it's all consensual yeah. and like communicated, yes. nothing wrong with open marriages and like polyamory and stuff like it's just like when it's on the sly or you know it's just like it's just like anyone that gets like a modicum of power they just Mm. abuse when they start abusing it to like because it's also like i don't know like i never liked crystalia that much anyway i didn't
1: really know much about mother i I found him annoying but
0: it's like you are like presumably a funny guy who's not terrible looking and yet you still are just like, yeah, I'm going to go after people that are underage. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? What the fuck it's, are you doing? So I got that's not going to, we're going down a very bad rabbit hole here. Well, it's worth, <laughs> it's, it's worth mentioning because like Mel Gibson is problematic. Yes. Uh, he's a problem. Bill Burnham song. Uh, but we're not going to talk about it. No, that's all I'm going to say yeah. about it. Yeah, you can probably cut a lot of that. Just cut it. Yeah. I just like, he's a good actor. I, yeah like i said i'm not hiring him for my projects anytime soon but mm. there's people that still back him like i don't know maybe he's learned maybe he's like i doubt it like yeah it's, it's, it's <laughs> literally when you it's like uh, we, oh you know it's like
1: you know like uh there was a uh, pro wrestler who i was a big fan he actually uh, passed away in a car accident recently but he got nade from being on because there's this separate pro wrestling, uh, uh, company called AEW right now. Yeah. He got ex from being on there because in his past, he made a tweet, something like, you know, uh, you know, cause he's from Delaware. So Delaware is passing a marriage that says, uh, uh you know, you don't have, you don't have to, you don't have to be a man and a woman to get pretty much with a uh, allowed gay marriage. And he said, try to tell my son that's okay. I got a shotgun for you or something like that. And that disallowed him from being on the show. But then it's like, he talked about how like no he went through, through sensitivity training he went through all this training and he constantly
0: on there and said i was dumb and i was so, sure i was i, I think I, all, I think all the time about like yeah i'm so glad that social media became a thing a little later in my life because i i think about just like i just think about stuff that i didn't even realize was bad mm-hmm. you know like i didn't understand that it's like oh like my friend said this racial slur I guess that's just like what we're doing or whatever. And it's like, I'm like, imagine if we all had smartphones when we were in like fucking fourth grade and there was just like video of like you saying like an ethnic slur. And it's like, well, I'm ruined for life. Like, (laughs) Uh, uh, it's just like, I I do think that there's. We do need to allow people room to grow and learn. And, and we've literally had discussions on this podcast yeah. about like, hey, that's not a great word. Like, maybe we don't use but that there's, anymore. There's
1: even Cinefo <laughs> referred to a word you have talking about. They said, the is, the, is he going to do the R word here? Talking about carbon copy. And <laughs> but,
0: but yeah, it's just... What we well, it's, it, I every, every time I start going through the backlog of Sinophobe, they still have in their opening that clip of her being like i don't mean blank like blank i'm sarah silverman yeah and i'm just like, and then like it's funny because the new episodes they they bleep
1: it well they they didn't they the only (laughs) reason they had to bleep that because they went when they went to levitard and friends they had to bleep and they just (laughs) kept it bleeped
0: yeah which i was just like it's always like so shocking
1: which those guys they write a line like because they obviously say some shit because they're like hey supercharge this they say stuff sometimes where it's just like Man, like, how, like, I don't mean to, like, how much against some of these words? It's just, like, I'm kind of the same way, whereas, like, uh, we didn't obviously grew up in the most diverse area either, really. No. So, like, you no know, words those kind of fly. It's pretty quiet. And as we got, like, <laughs> being young and dumb, we'd let those words fly because we didn't really know what they meant. Yeah. Or know the significance. So it's just, like, but, like, even, like, I don't mean to admit this, just, like, you know, I'll catch myself saying, though. In terms of banter with you know dumb friends or just being drunk idiots, sometimes you'll just have some banter. wheel will a dumb word fly, and it's just like ah oh, shit. I probably shouldn't. I should probably watch where I am when I say stuff like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: like, it's just how we kind of grew up, and it's just well, like it took me it took me a long yeah. time to, to work like I mean, the, using the word gay as like a bad thing out of my system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say all the time like sometimes words are phonetically satisfying, and sometimes it's hard to work that out of your mm-hmm. system. And Where it's I, like you were, there earlier in the episode, you're like, yeah, she's like skinny, like coke whore skinny, yeah, yeah, uh, so and, I, and like obviously that's a term that just kind of rolls off the tongue, and then you're like, oh, that's not a very nice thing to say. Well, uh, well, it was
1: even worse. <laughs> one of the episodes you were talking about, one of the previous episodes, is I can't remember which episode this was. It was either Congo or Big Trouble with china Maybe you were trying to talk about a guy from the country India, so you're trying to say an Indian but you were trying to Scott to say him and the first <laughs> a a saying how to descri- how to tell the difference between them popped in my head it's like do not say that
0: yeah, yeah 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 the filters are
1: there <laughs> it's uh, like it's just like but still i'm very i'm very much still a meathead and don't really understand a lot of things and the subtext in me doesn't sometimes doesn't it's a character flaw man i don't want to understand i just let let me say my words, but that's obviously like I said, I'm not perfect, obviously. But so it's still just we're still learning. Yeah, and it's very much uh, you know it's a complicated world these days. Yeah, you know. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm not a piece of shit, people here, okay? But you know, I'm still I'm still dumb. You used to be a piece of shit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, I, I mean it's a, that's that's sketch. Yeah, have, yeah. have you not seen that sketch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> like slick back hair, sloppy stick. I okay. I. I'm, i said i used to be don't, don't call my dad a piece of shit i said he used to be a piece of shit i, I may i may have a note about that in this movie <laughs> oh because kurt russell's hair in this movie <laughs> i have like two of them i had that long. thought i had that same thought i was like i wonder if justin will make a I slicked back hair job. i cannot after i see that now the same way we're
1: like even just like i think you were there at poker one night when i was fucking too much into whiskey one night when we were playing poker with our friends everybody's like why are you betting that much a piece of shit? I'm like, oh, he's got slick back hair eating steaks. Sloppy <laughs> steaks, Trevonnie.
0: And of course, you were only going to laugh Everybody's like, what are you talking about? It's like, they don't want us to do it, but they can't stop you from yeah. ordering a steak and a glass of water <laughs> wearing white on New Year's Eve. <laughs> such a good one. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the headline of all of this is just, we don't want to talk about the movie, yeah, yeah. but I think it's time to talk about yeah, the movie. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So, <laughs> so would you like to hear my first note? Yeah, Justin, I would love to hear all your notes for this movie, because okay, my, right. note, my notes for this movie suck. Oh, I I,
1: <laughs> I find a way to make the, I, I do want to at least try maybe something to do like super serious notes, but then it's like, I don't know how to do that. I don't think I, my first note. You know, this is old by the opening music. It was a very, it's very old music. I felt yeah, like, yeah, very, it's like, oh, we're, we're pretty heavy on the sax. I, I, think was like, oh, in this movie. I was like, oh, shit, we're in color. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh oh, the, oh, the fucking, the first scenes. This is my second note, by the way. We'll get to your first note, but the first scene is like, mel gibson talking i think but we don't see him it's all black and, while the credits go and, and i was I'm, like did they just not shoot this and i'm like okay this is cool <laughs> then it's like then very against you i'm not a fan of this i want
0: to watch a fucking movie let's go it's like it, it's totally fine and, to have like a few seconds of black of like what are you doing uh, we'll change it to the radio and then we fade in on the scene it goes on for so long there's a whole ass scene that happens but just Black screen. It's bizarre. It's bad. what a bizarre it's, way to, uh, I, the, literally, it's such a bad way to the, start because I cause you had texted me like I'm an hour in and this might be the worst thing I've ever done for the show. <laughs> and I was like, Uh, I'm sure it's not that bad. Maybe he's just joking. And then this is the first thing well, we start off on. I was co- like, I was like, oh in, shit. In context, because there was some
1: <laughs> No matter how
0: much you sold the Crows
1: to City of Angels, I still looked at things and I'm like Yeah, this isn't going. Uh, I was like, Well, it might be fun bad. And then I recommend the predator just get your opinion on that. Cause that's all I knew that was bad and it was going to be bad. It was just going to be fun tearing apart. Sure. But this is very much one is like, Oh, you know, this might work. This is good. Like, let's see. This is like, Oh, that's why I just texted you. Like when I got to me. I'm like, this might be very bad. Like now we're in and it's like, what's going to happen. <laughs> My note, this isn't off to a great start.
0: I-, I offered you cause I hadn't watched it yet today. When you texted me, although I woke up a little late, so you probably had already finished the movie by the time I texted you back. Uh, but
1: No, I hadn't because, uh, well, I was going to watch it le- the, the end. Of- so my plan was to watch this very early in the week and then watch it later in the week. Uh, work shit, stuff like that made me just hate my life. Some days when I got off work, so I would get off work, do whatever I had to, then, you know, pass out on the couch at like eight o'clock usually. Cause I was just upset. And then. Thursday and a Friday, I had to. I, had to
0: <laughs> I like this concept of anger sleeping.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, no, it's just like, I just don't want to do anything because I'm pissed off. So I just come home, I lay on my couch, I put on my television, I've got my phone in my hand. I'm doing both my favorite addictions, TV and phone, right here. And then it's just like, it's two o'clock in the morning, like, oh shit, I should probably go to bed. <laughs> and then you know, I might, it might have gummy involved in some of those nights nice. yeah. as well. But uh, so, yeah, so, so I didn't get to do that then, like, the next two nights I had to make food for a friend's birthday party. And I had to like, it was I've smoking pork shoulders and last night for dinner, I smoked ribs. So it's just like all this time. And then I have a friend coming over tomorrow. So I got to help clean the house because we, I have three dogs and that shit's hard to maintain without constant cleaning. So it's like, I just had no time. So it was literally like, I should probably watch this last night, but it was two o'clock in the morning. That was when I finally laid down on the couch. Cause I, because when you smoke pork shoulder knife, you're an obsessive cook like I am. I need to monitor that and know every detail before I can relax and lay down.
0: Fair. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I slept on the couch. and was I went laid down at 2 a.m., woke up at 3 a.m., checked the pork. Was going to try to wake up at 4 a.m., but didn't set my alarm properly. Woke up at 7 a.m., but the pork was good. So I went back to sleep, woke up at 8.30, and finally was like, okay, I'll get up. And I should probably watch this movie now. <laughs> so it was not the most organized, but I had, now I had to stop because we had to go to a birthday
0: party. My point is though, like your text was so dour that I presented the option of us just bailing on this episode. Yes. You, you, and, I, my,
1: and it was like,
0: I'm halfway through this fucking thing. I am
1: not quitting now, so we can do something else. Like, no, we're fucking. It's the equivalent of where i where you were at when I told you that I had not finished the predator. Yeah, this was like I watched half this. You're gonna fucking be in misery too, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, because like peek behind the curtain. Like this is the second episode I've recorded today, and mm-hmm. so I was like, eh, like I had to watch another movie before this. So I was like, I watched that movie the night before. So I was saving this movie for today before I came in to record. And so I was like, oh, there's still time to bail on this. And like, he's making it sound really bad. And you were like, no, let's go. Let's do it. We'll figure it out. And I was just like, okay, we'll figure it out. We'll do it live. (laughs) Fuck it. We're doing it live. Uh, And then like, uh, I was like, about I probably hit the point you hit where I was like, "Uh uh-oh. How are we going to make this episode interesting? Uh, We we will try. But yeah, so we start out
1: with... What is your first note, by the way? Uh, My first note is, oh no, this is a Robert Town movie. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it it starts out with just Mel Gibson talking with his
0: lawyer, right? Before they go in. So here's something, and and this is is a reoccurring uh, thing throughout my notes. Is his lawyer his cousin, or are those two separate characters? They're two separate characters. Okay, so I was having a fucking hell of a time tracking. They look, the, the lawyer, <laughs> the cousin, and the piece of shit uh <laughs> other cop look, look could be cousins in real life. I yeah, think. so it's like, occasionally Mel Gibson will mention his cousin, but then he'll mention his lawyer, and the lawyer's the one that wants to deal the coke? Yeah. And so, he's going with the lawyer? And the
1: lawyer, I think, name is Andy Leonard. The cousin's name is Greg, I believe. Okay.
0: I was having a, a cause, but then the cousin is the narc, right? yeah he's a snitch yeah the cousin's a snitch the lawyer wants to become the new drug lord of la i guess presumably uh this movie i will say like uh if you look up any reviews for it some people are kind of favorable but everything's like okay good cast and cast 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 uh good cast and like good people behind the camera what happened I'll tell you what happened. Robert town came up with like the most needlessly convoluted nothing plot to ever be splayed into a movie. And it's just like uh, every element of this, every time I I have a bunch of notes that are like, Oh, you know what? This will be fun when it turns out this is what's going on. And then just that doesn't happen. And it's just like, it's for a movie as complicated as it is. There's no like people blackmailing anybody there's nobody double crossing anybody it, everyone's just kind of the whole point of the movie is like everyone is just doing what they say they're doing yeah, kind of some, but they're not really there's so many
1: just random like, scenes of the cop just sitting
0: there listening to recordings it's so god this movie so yeah Mel Gibson and it's so confusing they just throw you like headfirst into this plot where Mel Gibson's with his lawyer and the lawyer has came across some coke and wants to sell it We'll find out later in the movie that Mel Gibson, who at the time is like a pretty young guy, so that that that's a big leap of and, logic. And he's here. also
1: playing mm-hmm. a, a he 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 plays the attractive awkward guy very well. Like, yeah,
0: you can tell like he's not like, eh, don't do which I think is there's uh, no there's no menace to him. Like he no. like we are presented with this character. His name's like Dale McCluskey or whatever uh, his name Mac- is. Mac uh, McCuskey. Uh, McCusick. McCusick. Uh, they, they call him
1: mac for obvious reasons
0: yeah and so there's no edge to him there's no menace there's no
1: he is the plainest drug dealer on the face of the
0: earth which is like i guess but the thing is like he's just like the nicest guy in prison i think it's very a big part of the movie hinges on like i was the biggest drug dealer for like 20 years and now I'm trying to get out of the game, but he's like, he looks like a fucking 30 year old yeah. white guy. And it, it's super confusing. It doesn't make any sense.
1: How old was Mel? This was 1988.
0: Yeah. Like he so, can't, he can't be more than like 35 years old at this point. He's 32. Yeah. And so it's like for 20 years, he was the biggest drug. The, the math is not. So math. He, st- he started
1: drug dealing at the age of
0: 12. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking oh. sense. Oh. <laughs> like he should have been like. And he should have been like a 50 or 60 year old guy. It would have been more interesting too. If it was like these two, like Danny Glover ass motherfuckers uh, uh, like that were ma- like, imagine
1: like Jack Nicholson, in this role.
0: Sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's well, a great call.
1: Uh, apparently, <laughs> th- uh, apparently some of the several, several actors uh, who they kind of had the idea to play the role. Uh, number one, Harrison Ford. Okay. Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Nelte. That'd have been a fun. <sighs> and uh, Jeff Bridges, apparently. And uh, I, I, you, I
0: love you, Michelle Fiverr. If you want a good
1: <laughs> if you want a good laugh, know who apparently was supposed to have you read who was supposed to originally be Kurt Russell's
0: character? Uh Pat Riley. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> huh? I mean, Kurt Russell. He pretty much he was like Pat Riley's long lost brother in that I movie. know. That's what's really funny is they wanted a basketball coach to be the lead of the movie, but then they dress Kurt Russell to look like him. He looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why were what? What kind of fucking stunt casting bullshit were they going was, for? <laughs> like, was he not supposed to be a big character? Like, <laughs> like were the Lakers that big at this time? What a weird. What a weird thing I, I guess i'm glad that fell through which
1: i don't know what point this was this scene but i said mel gibson's already just stealing this shit like
0: just well yeah he's surrounded by a bunch of people that are and have their asses on yes there's
1: <laughs> a lot of asses in this scene and then uh i have Kurt. Ru- oh shit there's kurt russell and he's looking like a real piece of shit <laughs> it's like back hair Yeah, uh, i have another note uh <laughs> less later but yeah and then
0: so, i mean- so this movie's like trying to because it is like you already know it's like Kurt Russell, Mel Gibson, obviously. And within the first sequence, Mel Gibson, like hides some Coke in a toilet. Well, he, and then Kurt Russell walks in and you're like, and he looks at Mel Gibson. and It's so like, again, good yeah. acting. They have good, they have good chemistry for being like, you can tell
1: for being former friends. They have a couple good parts where they, they don't need to talk. They just look at each other. And it's like,
0: yeah, like, like Kurt Russell looks at Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson has this, Oh fuck. It's you. And Kurt Russell's like, Yep. And you're and and they don't say anything and you're well, like oh okay hang on what's going about, on they're here? about
1: to do the drug deal and <laughs> I can't one was like well I don't I want to do business with this guy he's got to get out of here
0: yeah Kurt Russell basically says Mel Gibson needs to leave and then Mel Gibson's like oh well you need to get out of here too uh, he's he's not Australian in this mm-hmm. movie uh, although this is an early enough Mel Gibson where you can kind of like it like creeps in occasionally mm-hmm. uh, but they escort each other out essentially and and we're getting this like really rat attack like he's like yeah we knew you'd be here he's like yeah i knew you'd be here too that's why i knew this and then you're like wait what is the fuck is happening they, right they have a good they
1: have a good back and <laughs> forth here which my stuff this is what you can tell i'm like still jazzed up this movie because this is my note i said fire up that lab set put on eye protection because no we got here ladies and gentlemen chemistry
0: they do have good yes. chemistry yes i i saw some people joke that russell and gibson's chemistry is better than pfeiffer's chemistry with either of them and i would kind of maybe fall in that camp i I wanted more every time they're together there's this tension it kind of reminded me a little bit of point break Mm -hmm. uh where it's just like oh the bromance is strong but this movie is like this movie loves not giving you any sort of like base to build off of for these characters because with there's like a couple scenes where it's like I knew him since high school. We've been friends forever, but you don't really see any like bonding scenes between yeah, the two. And it's, it's like, just, we kind of need it's that. It's
1: very much mm-hmm. like a good flashback or two would have been awesome. I Something.
0: Think, right? It's like yes. them smoke, or even Which, like even a present day scene where they both just like put down the weapons and they smoke a joint together and they're just like shooting the shit. And you're like, oh, they're like friends. Yeah. Like, Which,
1: I have my next note for all the surveillance. It seems like a lot for a small bag of cocaine. Yeah. Which next question. Have you actually seen cocaine at all?
0: I thought I did, but then it turned out they were busting up pills and snorting.
1: I, I think I was at that point. <laughs> no, I've seen it more than I would, you
0: Because I rem- I remember being like, I had this like, ooh, like I had this weird like jump scare moment where I was like, that's cocaine. And then it was like, oh no, that's like a uh, Percocet yeah. and th- that they're snorting. And I was like,
1: oh, no, I, okay. I, i've seen it more than i want i've never done cocaine i no it it's uh
0: yeah i've seen more of it than i wanted to at just,
1: just random get-togethers but it's like oh, okay i'm gonna go in this other room
0: I, I didn't write this down but one of my mental notes for this movie is for a movie that's largely about cocaine dealing no the, the energy of it is is like fucking negative 70 yes. Yeah, like... <laughs> like even the fight scenes are like weirdly low energy <laughs> oh yeah like that's... nobody in this movie's coked out no no <laughs> one no one ever does coke even <laughs> i don't
1: mean to be certain but the mexican cartel boss doesn't want to do coke and it's <laughs> like uh, it's like and well apparently to talk to people like cocaine apparently is like i know it's got i know you can obviously die if you but it's pretty much it's just like this oh yo know, you just it's no big deal. You just like, obviously in the upper echelon world, it's like, Oh, you just do a bump and you're fine. You just go do your thing. And, yeah. I'm sure and, that
0: like as prevalent as it was in Hollywood and like as much as people love it, I'm sure it gives you a really exhilarating well, feeling and uh, maybe even secretly makes you feel like you're uh, productive. Well,
1: it's one of our friends from high school who I still ha- keep communication with uh, told me he always liked doing it. Cause say you're out getting fucking drunk and you do a line it's like it almost like snaps you back like you where you feel sober just the combination yeah it's it called
0: that's called doing an upper and a downer yes, yes. Which, you know, I, just, I, which is how you die yes. oh yeah yeah right <laughs> it was his favorite thing to do when he if he had to drive home he told me. here's a here's a fun one that I, i'm remembering now that as i was doing the notes for this i straight up only use the actors names this is uh classic i'm not memorizing any of these fucking people's characters names <laughs> i'm just gonna write who the actors are the whole fucking time i did
1: say Kurt Russell looks like a nick nick was it freesha it's dumbest <laughs> the last name i've ever heard in my worst life. last name i, I had stuff I was like is that fresca freesha <laughs> freesha freesha yeah you know my guy freesha
0: it's like nick freesha here yeah uh- <laughs> old nick freesha <laughs> <laughs> what was that you're saying to me pilgrim uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I said, well,
1: and then they're having after that where they're talking like, we know he's your friend and I'm his friend. I'm
0: like, well, it's like there's all these like helicopters and there's like an entire SWAT yes. team. And like Kurt Russell's like, why the fuck did you call all these people? And they're like, you said to. And he's like, the fuck I did. And mm-hmm. so again, this is not making we, any sense. Wait, then we did this get, insane scene where like Mel Gibson barely gives him the slip, but then his priority numero, numero uno. Uh, (laughs) I don't know Uh, know, know. (laughs) His priority numero uno Is to call the restaurant where he's got a reservation And be like hey I'm going to be a little late I was like this movie Is not holding your hand at all It's kind of in a bad way Where I'm just playing catch up at all Moments
1: Well then we get introduced to In the pantheon of Worst cops or Federal Law enforcement ever? This guy may take the cake on just awfulness. Man. McGuire, the yes. DEA guy, <laughs> like up there with me. Like I'm trying to think, like in terms of like bad cops. Well, Gary Busey in Point Break. Uh, he's a great actor, but he's a terrible agent. In that
0: movie. <laughs> yeah. But
1: just bad cops, like incompetent. Like, what are we really doing here? Just crooked. He's trying to shoot Mel Gibson for no
0: reason, and at the end of the movie yes it's just like i have a note I, i'm excited to get to this note because my note is very it literally is as i was writing the note i was like as i read this note justin's gonna be like who the fuck cares and i'm gonna be like yeah you're right uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll get to that but he we see this van so mel gibson makes his escape somehow we don't really get any sort of cohesion in how the fuck he even gets away but he he's going to this restaurant And somehow Kurt Russell knows where these DEA agents are. So I, I don't specifically, I think Kurt Russell's just like regular police. He's like, he's like the head of the narcotics division. he's a lieutenant. He He, says that. Yeah. He's he's just been promoted to lieutenant, which again, also he's like kind of young in this movie too. So it's like none of the ages are adding up. And and Michelle Pfeiffer, I I mean, I guess I assume she inherited the restaurant. Yeah, Yeah, That's like the only one that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Cause there's no way she fucking started that restaurant. I do
1: say she sounds incredibly robotic when reading off these <laughs> uh food options. Yeah, it's so. like this chemistry is not to a great start, but they fucking made it back. <laughs> where am I? um Oh, when the, the, this is when they're talking to. uh I feel like you can't. Ha- if you're a cop, you can't acknowledge. Yeah, that drug dealer is one of my best friends, and I didn't like. I feel like
0: you we can't- get this exposition that like the DEA agents basically like yeah i know about you you said you would never bust him because he's like everyone just knows that he won't bust mel gibson because he's their buds (laughs) i feel
1: like that doesn't get you very high in law enforcement
0: yeah it's like they try to like hand wave by being like oh he just oh he only works the areas that he doesn't operate in but i was like this makes no fucking sense and then
1: i also have uh where you see all the helicopters and all that surveillance for a bag of cocaine i said. Our tax money as as best work there,
0: <laughs> and then I said about, they never they never say it, but I assume this is L.A. I uh, I, I guess I don't know for sure. I, I though. just
1: assume with how close they're doing the Mexican cartel. I just assume that as well. But yeah, there's a lot and of fucking got, there's a lot of fucking
0: got, beaches. You got the ocean, I think. And I feel like we see Santa Monica. Yeah, but here I,
1: I have about Mel Gibbs. Uh, I mean, uh, Kurt Russell. Like, look like we got a good old fashioned conundrum here.
0: You can just <laughs> tell everyone knows I'm into this. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'll see where it takes a downturn. And then this we, is funny to where the de agents are like, and then, "This is definitely code that we're listening to." He goes to this restaurant and he's using food as like a code for drugs, and then it's like, no, the, like Michelle Fiverr's is just legitimately telling him about like. Three different cheeses but, or whatever. Let's go through two. Yeah, the, and she, what what is
1: she doing? Like the is Parmigiano, Gorgonzola, Ricciiano, and uh, was a um, uh, freaking Fontina. Like, she put is she Lewis Pinocking this cheese? Uh, she's she's great. I love you. Yeah, yourself, she huh? is really good. Yes, and then I just, I and then there's I have a uh, Kurt Russell shows up. And he said, "Get the fuck out of here, guy!" And he tells the guys next to him and. just really
0: because the cops are sitting next to him he's basically calling off the the stakeout and like mel gibson like sees this happen he's like oh shit like they're surveilling me i do have
1: a question (laughs) was there food on the table originally when kurt russell sat down did it appear
0: magically i think there was already food because like when they're having this like really fast back and forth he's like try the clam, try the stuff whatever he's like I'll fuck i'll try it okay fine he's like shit that's pretty good like
1: and then, it is like, and then my notes is uh, Kurt Russell's probably going to over the sloppy stakes on this thing.
0: <laughs> yes. Because uh, it is like, you're right. The 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 weird scene over black put me off and the fact that everything's moving so fast yes. is confusing, but there's chemistry going on. There's, there's tension. There's like, okay, so Kurt Russell's a cop, but him and Mel Gibson are buddies and he doesn't want to bust him. And he's trying to like navigate these weird waters. As the D agents so are like, you better put your shit aside. You better like fucking bust this guy. And Kurt Russell's like, he's not even doing anything yeah. anymore. Like well, who gives a have, shit? We have very uh,
1: obvious motivations too. Very obvious. Uh, just it's build. It's fast, but I'm like, they can do something with this. And then my
0: opinion, and their, their chemistry, like when he sits down and they're back and forth is very like good. And,
1: and we get one of the best, I think acting moments in the movie coming up here. When Kurt Russell's basically giving him like, why are you here? What are you doing? You're giving him shit. Then Michelle Pfeiffer walks up and goes over the end. She walks away and Caruso just stares at Mel Gibson like they hold on this yeah. for a while. I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome because <laughs> yeah. that's that's good fucking acting right there. Yeah, because I mean, Caruso's like, like, oh, I na- I understand what you're doing here Cause now because he's
0: like, they think you're using this as a drug, and then Michelle Pfeiffer comes up and she's like, we do have two kinds of fish you haven't tried, and Caruso's just he's just like kind of sort of grinning at him like. I know what you're up to. This, this is very, it's very, much, it's very funny. This is
1: very much a mean note. I have a uh, the silencer. That's that's small, but that's a fucking cool moment followed by he wants the pussy.
0: <laughs> this is also where we get one of our weird race jokes where Mel Gibson's like, "I don't know why they're so obsessed with me." He's like, "You're white. When they print you in the paper, you'll show up." I was like, "What does that even mean?" Yeah, I understand <laughs> like, like what was that joke? I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, so like. I guess for people that haven't seen this movie and spoilers, I wouldn't recommend watching it. Fuck no. Uh, I know we're kind of trying to sound, uh, we're weirdly making it sound okay so well, far, but well, <laughs>
1: you, everybody, I feel goes through the same thing where you're seeing like the good here, but then it's like, what are they going to do with it? And then it's like, you know, you got all these great ingredients and it's like, Oh, what what you do with that? Awesome. You know, steak. Oh, you, you put it through the grinder
0: and turn it into ground beef? Like, what, what are you doing here? And then you you sprinkled shallots and carrots all over it. Wait, what's yes. happening right now? And then you, you, then you cooked it well done? Like, are you putting ketchup on that? <laughs> uh, you guys don't get to see Justin's incredulous look so good. But, so, like, there's good chemistry. There's great audio work here, people. I like the way they're, like, reacting to the food. It seems like the food is really good, too. But... Uh yeah so like in terms of like what's going on with the plot if i can boil it down to its bare essentials like mel gibson was a very prolific drug dealer who had like serious connections to like the mexican cartel mm-hmm. he's like he eluded the police for ages cuz he was just so smart i guess i don't fucking know there's nothing he does in this movie that makes me go oh he's just such a genius mm-hmm. uh but it, i do get a street smart vibe bro. for sure but it is like so him and kurt russell were like had been like friends since they were kids and so it was like this whole thing where kurt russell has like some exposition later in the movie where it's like uh he got carted off to mexican jail and i got off scot-free well, well, it's, cause, it's kind of where they split ways Well,
1: because he uh they say well he got arrested for drugs here yeah if i had if someone this is something like had not been talking to a girl away from the beach i would got caught smoking weed with him and
0: yeah he was like uh, they caught him on the Mexican beach smoking weed he's like and i was in the surf and i would have been there smoking if i hadn't been swimming or whatever so and presumably that's where mel gibson met carlos and formed this relationship
1: we just just hear carlos which uh it's it's very bad introduction carlos carlos which
0: is like you would think like a big time uh drug lord that every other movie i've ever watched is like mendoza yeah. or like they have like some cool last oh, name partner. they just keep saying carlos El scorpio <laughs> scorpio is ready
1: was, uh, <laughs> well even like uh salma hayek and uh savages has like a cool name
0: I no think, like. you ruined one of my recommendations oh shit <laughs> that was my big one uh,
1: well, uh, i you ruined it because no one else will really got that
0: <laughs> I uh, don't blame me for your fucking shit no I. Uh, spoilers for recommendations at the end of the show I was going to say savages
1: I never even thought of one so I'll try to think of one while we're doing
0: this <laughs> cool <laughs> um, but ba- basically like Mel Gibson claims to be out of the game but the DEA has a real hard on for him but Kurt's like kind of protecting him a little bit because it- he's his friend and-, and Mel Gibson claims to be done and Kurt Russell's kind of like I want to believe you but I'm not Sure, because like, you're it, still kind of poking around, and also I literally just walked into a drug deal that you were a part of, so that's kind of weird, and, he tra- and, he, and
1: Mel Gibson tries to play off like, "Oh, uh, my lawyer asked well, a friend asked me to hold his hand through, so I was gonna do that," and he's my lawyer, so
0: yeah. And like, we'll find out much later in the movie. Her, or, or Mel Gibson has this weird monologue to Michelle fiverr where he's like, "I wanted to show you I had a lawyer and I was legitimate because I was in you," and I was like, "This is." so fucking weird uh, I, could almost, <laughs> I could
1: almost under i don't think it was more like he wanted his lawyer to vouch for him as a stand like as a stand-up like you know if a lawyer's telling you, he wanted him to be like a character reference because
0: well, there's a version of this story where well mel gibson is a much more interesting tragic character yeah. where it's like it's like that classic quote from godfather 3 it's like Every time I, I try I to get out, they pull me back I, in. That. Uh, yeah. and it's like that, Mel- oh, that's where that front. That's <laughs> yeah. from. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's like Mel Gibson, well, Mel Gibson is, he, as far as I know from this movie, he is trying to go straight yeah. and well, everything keeps like conspiring against him.
1: I think it was a way for him to get a car- like a good, like, Hey, you know, he's, because sh- Michelle Pfeiffer makes a response about Mel Gibson. Like, you know, I don't, just just something like, I don't date guys who drive $50,000 cars, but always pay in cash. Yeah. And so I almost think he wanted the lawyer to like, hey, you know, this guy's legitimate. He's not, he's not a bad guy. And
0: he is like trying to go legitimate, but he just like all of his old contacts are yeah. like, and again, I well, do think this would work if he was a little older. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, how was. But I, then
1: they can't, well, I guess Michelle Pfeiffer did have Jack Nicholson as a love interest in Wolf. So maybe that could
0: <laughs> It's like, well, for me, it's like, yes, I would hate to lose this cast because I love all of them uh in their roles but i think you just make everyone older like everyone just has to be older yeah or uh, <laughs> like yeah i'd hate to lose michelle pfeiffer but just some like you know awesome i don't know who would be a good role i don't know the 80 88 man that's a tough call i mean it's like i don't know how old was a kit i have no time. fucking
1: clue who that is uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a weird poll but uh i'll just well, some- <laughs> even, even
1: like jodie foster was young back then I think. oh yeah
0: jodie foster was so young like she's like playing a teenager in taxi driver i wasn't sure
1: <laughs> i don't know it's a fucking elizabeth taylor one of those old actresses i don't fucking
0: know elizabeth taylor i don't know it's maybe like uh you could have had like a Faye Dunaway or something. Who's that? she was in, she was the lead in Chinatown. You could have literally just reteamed Faye Dunaway up Chi- with Jack Nicholson.
1: Chinatown. Chinatown. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think of all that.
0: 27 for Eartha Kitt. So she would have been, oh yeah, she would have been 60 years old. That's, that's a little old maybe, but hey, yeah, she's hot, Eartha Kitt. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous, but she played Catwoman on the, uh, adam west batman show oh, okay. uh, <laughs> but uh she also played yzma in emperor's new groove uh
1: not the creepy sorceress yep oh,
0: okay. <laughs> poe the lover
1: oh, my dog my dog's name after that movie oh really <laughs> yeah. crunk Kronk.
0: oh yeah. sure yeah. Yeah, yeah i love that movie yes it's a good one. it's a good one. Oh, she's the uh she's madam uh she's madam what's her face from holes Madame Zeroni. Oh, Zeroni, yes. You must carry Madame Zeroni up the hill. Up <laughs> creepy. But uh, so she plays the creepy mo- lady in every movie she's in. when she was older, yeah, like Holes is like the two so. thousands.
1: I know we saw. Were you in that class? I don't remember. No, I don't think you were. We saw that. We saw the, uh Yeah, you were in the other. Uh, you were in the other class, but we saw because we were reading that movie, and then that was when it came out. So the guys to go take a field trip to go watch the movie in theaters. (laughs) It's like, we're introduced to a fucking what's his nuts from transformer. The fucking
0: weird guy. uh, Faye Dunaway 41. She would have been, yeah, she would have been like almost 60, but not quite like in her fifties. Faye Dunaway, Jack Nicholson. I think that's a pretty slam dunk Mm -hmm. recast for what they probably should have been rocking in this movie. Probably. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. That's
1: a Tremonte Rhodes quote right there. <laughs> <laughs> I have always said probably just off that one scene in The Predator where it's uh, bored Holbrook. Probably. <laughs> Should I be worried? Probably.
0: <laughs> Justin Justin doused out a fake cigarette on his oh, tongue.
1: That, that's, a cool, that's the coolest <laughs> moment. That it's movie.
0: cool but it doesn't play on audio. <laughs> yes, <sorry. laughs> so you just made the motion. Nobody knows what you did. <laughs> you do. Uh, I don't know why I jumped to this, but My next note is just when Kurt Russell fucking flips that coffee on. Oh, I fucking laughed so hard.
1: (laughs) You don't fucking set up my office and tell me. Oh, because the DEA agent said, well, we need, he deserves to go down for it. So do, do what, so do what you, do what you can do, even if you have to. Find something like pretty yeah, much so. yeah,
0: basically it was like fucking fabricate something. And
1: fucking Kurt, the, <laughs> it, I did not see this coming. Kurt Russ just walks and takes the entire thing of coffee and fucking slams it. Up. I laughed so fucking hard. It
0: was awesome. Oh,
1: this is where I'm just like, this is a, good, like this is the highest of highs where you're like, seriously, I'm up here like, okay, this is gonna be like yes, and then I was not and ready for his, my parachute apparently did not pull i there was no shoot
0: <laughs> yeah you got reverse point yes break. <laughs> yes
1: which i don't mean to interrupt the flow of this but i watched a trailer for the like the remake of point break it looks fucking awful <laughs> that's all i've heard about. well th- they're not and then my brother-in-law who's like a ginormous uh early 90s action movies guy, i told him yeah i just i never seen point break like you've never seen point break He's like, I've seen that four times probably in the last couple months. <laughs> and he was like, the new one's awful. Uh, like I watched the trailer, like they're not even surfers, like Bodie's crew. Yeah, they're, they're like, like
0: extreme it's, sports it's, enthusiasts. It's,
1: it's triple X meets Point Break. Yeah, yeah. And my brother-in-law was like, I feel like they just wanted to use the name Giant Utah is why they called it Point Break. Ugh, that's so bad. but Teresa Palmer couldn't even say that movie, I don't think. But <laughs> I could see myself watching it. <laughs> I'll have at the end of that rant is just i'll probably watch it <laughs> i mean i it's on my list i'll put on my, i have a long list of movies that i say, oh i'll watch it like you should see my netflix list i'm on netflix one side of fucking every two months i think
0: yeah my name just says coffee dump pretty alpha. Oh, pretty I, alpha move
1: i said that's fucking funny
0: <laughs> they're 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 so like distraught it, it is very just like wow
1: well what's even worse the guy comes back like i'm sorry i should Shouldn't have suggested that. Yeah. And yeah, that was a bit of an overreaction.
0: Yeah. Like they, they have, a, they have a makeup scene. It's later. the weirdest makeup scene I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, we meet who I think is, is Mel Gibson's and, ex, his baby mama. Yeah.
1: This is where I got really like goofy <laughs> with my nose. I said, as a forklift driver myself, that load is way too high.
0: And then, uh, and then it goes into. He's also like going way too fast for a guy that's like trying to walk up beside him. I was like, then, "What are you doing?"
1: And then, yeah, there's like people. That's like setting my forklift driver. I'm like, "Why is he driving forward? That makes no sense. You can't see." And then it's like, "Oh, he's loading a truck. That makes sense now."
0: But forklift thing like drove me nuts. But it's like his like sons. Mom, well, who I think he he probably called, clearly think, was with think, before. Well, I think he call, still calls her his wife, and yeah, they're probably like we, not officially divorced or yeah, something.
1: Well, well, I don't think he does anything straight PC. From, <laughs> it's more like he doesn't do anything by the book.
0: You would think this character would factor into the movie more, but no, this is we, like her one we scene.
1: Just, <laughs> we just it really just tries to paint her as a gold digger, and they kind of go for it because she's like, oh, you I know, mean, like, I
0: will. Like presumably, she did get with him when he was like a prolific drug dealer. Yeah, good point. So it's like who. I'm almost fascinated to well, see this woman's story. Well, who was
1: uh, the actress? Was was pretty. I, I,
0: I, I was like, she's oh. not. She's not bad. Oh, yeah, she, like, uh, but and she. She's barely she, factors into the she, movie. She's,
1: she wear, She's wearing an attractive outfit. I will. Ask. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, but it's like, and also, like, I think her. His, like, cousin is with her or something, or uh, it's the lawyer. Like, these guys I, are, like, interchangeable to I me.
1: Well, who are the Sin sisters they just reference randomly? Like, it's
0: super random. I, there's so much random in this. It feels like there was, like, two hours of this movie that we never saw. And, of, and, and, like, the thing is, like, Robert Town is infamous for writing, like, so, like, if people don't know about screenwriting, like, a page is technically supposed to equal a minute. So a lot of your screenplays are like 120 pages to be like two hour movies. Right. Robert town infamous for writing like 300, 400 page scripts. So I have to imagine a movie where he was directing completely unchecked. There's just like hundreds of pages of shit that he wrote for this movie that just don't exist. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine that kind of creeps through occasionally in this movie where it's like, Oh, there was more about the sin sisters and the cousin and, some sort of weird subplot that just never got explored because you can't have a fucking five hour movie.
1: They're, <laughs> they're credited in the film as Sin Sister number one and Sin Sister number two.
0: Spectacular.
1: Um, I think uh, this Shailene, I think, is uh, Ann Magnuson. I don't think I've ever heard of her. You might, yeah, <laughs>
0: no, it doesn't ring uh, any bells for me. She is
1: known for Panic Room, Small Soldiers,
0: and uh, Ooh, Small Soldiers, The Flight Attendant.
1: And she was in a Star Trek movie.
0: Okay. Everyone's done Star Trek. Uh, we mentioned it, but the DA and Kurt make up. Yeah. Uh, Very awkward. You basically find out that, like, Carlos is coming to town, and he's going to lean on Mel Gibson to come into town or something. Then, I don't fucking
1: then know. Then it goes into the Carlos <laughs> and Mel Gibson on the phone, and Mel Gibson's, like, just... It's the weirdest thing ever where he's speaking English, but Carlos is speaking in Spanish. But then randomly he'll speak in Spanish. Then Carlos is always in Spanish. <laughs> like what, what's going on here? Like, get, get, uh, uh, what the fuck? Like this is the movie in general. Just my reaction. Like, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> they, they mentioned ping pong, which you're like, ping pong, yes. is that like code for something? There, but then some, it turns there, out, no, Carlos is just really into ping pong. I don't, pong. I don't,
1: I don't mean to <laughs> once again, take off Sifo, but is there a lot of attempt at Cobra formula in all this? <laughs> it's
0: like, I, I, Cobra yeah, formula. I don't understand, because it's like... Well, there's... So, like, and it's confusing, because Mel Gibson seems sympathetic, and so you're like, oh, he's just trying to get out of the game, and he keeps getting sucked back in, but then he's like arranging shit with Carlos, so then you're well, like, they, okay, well, then what's well, going on? They,
1: they reference that he feels like he owes Carlos a debt, because apparently he saved his life in a Mexican prison. Presumably, yeah. And that shit goes along. In the drug dealing world, if someone saves your life, you pretty much owe them everything.
0: Yeah, and so... Uh, again, like the scenes are super jumbled. I, I skipped over, it, but like mm-hmm. we get this like weird scene where so, Michelle Pfeiffer she runs a like an Italian restaurant, yeah. and there's this bartender who's I thought would factor in more because he's in so many fucking scenes. His name's Arturo. Yeah. and she has, like, the chef.
1: It's, it's it's like the Mateo of, it's like the Mateo <laughs> of, Mateo to Anaconda to, it's like, Arturo, Arturo, Arturo. Yeah, like, is Arturo.
0: in so many scenes, and he doesn't end up mattering at all.
1: I have no clue what note this, my next three, my next two notes are just like, well, whom that's interesting was the uh, the makeup scene, and then, after uh, the that, as I said, uh, I feel like there's a lot of lies in this conversation. I have no clue which scene that was.
0: Well, there's, like, Michelle Pfeiffer gets pulled in because her sh- head chef uh, yes. of a restaurant got arrested for a DUI and the DEA is leaning on Once her again, to try this, to give them stuff on Mel Gibson.
1: This is the worst law enforcement officer ever. Take, Cause <laughs> Michelle, I'm sure it was supposed to be like this, but they just point this guy's at such the incompetent fucking idiot.
0: And she like rakes him over the coals and then Kurt Russell swoops in and just is like, ah, oh, don't worry about them. He like takes him outside and he goes, Actually, we mishandled the evidence. We got to drop the case, and like, uh, the chef's like, "Oh, thank you so much. I don't have to do it. and then it's like, but then you, I think you, you, come to find out that this was all just a long con. I don't from uh, Kurt Russell. To I haven't to know like,
1: about that too. I don't understand it, but like, I
0: because like late in the movie, someone tells Michelle Pfeiffer like, actually, they were setting traps for him yeah. every night because they were trying to catch him so that he could I mean, like find an excuse the, to like. It's 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 super confusing. Well, this,
1: well, this a <laughs> sort of couple a couple things here. This is me just railing on this McGuire because goddamn these cops are fucking dumb. <laughs> well, and I think it's after this where uh, McGuire's talking to uh, Kurt Russell. And he's talking about like uh, Mel Gibson's character is like we're gonna nail him, and Kurt Russell's like I'm sure you will. And then <laughs> yeah. I I have here. To quote Jimmy Dix from The Last Boy Scout, you couldn't nail a two dollar whore. <laughs> and then I said, "This cop has to be a nepo baby. He's awful."
0: Yeah, and but, so we we occasionally we're getting like, so like Kurt Russell moves in on Michelle Pfeiffer, and she's like immediately game for it. Well, he's uh, a very charming man. It's it's just it's a little too fast, and there's nothing he does that makes well, me think like they try to like he's a smooth, so like man. slight slight credit to the movie they try to sprinkle in like Michelle Pfeiffer's so busy running the restaurant that she doesn't really have time for a love life. And so that like when this attractive Kurt Russell guy comes in and he's being kind of smooth and like, like they, there's some tension, there's definitely some tension where it's like, she's like, you're just used to like getting what you want and knowing everything about everyone. He's like, Oh, you're like a lot sharper than I thought. And then like, it immediately progresses to him like caressing her face yeah, and that, stuff that, and that, I was like whoa that, whoa 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 whoa
1: <laughs> that's, that's, we just made a strong leap here like that's some uh, like that's a strong Russell must have believe in a strong game if he's just jumping on that and then even like the
0: makeout out seems really weird where they're <laughs> she's like trying to fix a leak and then he gets like downpoured on and then he just she's like I'm so sorry and, Like I guess they've both been drinking but like they're just like these scenes like progress with, with not enough context over and over and over again to the point where like by the end of the movie when michelle pfeiffer is declaring her love to a certain character i'm like where the fuck is this coming yeah, from I, uh, I, it's it's a, it's a little too fast it's uh, far too soon well this <laughs> we get the weird
1: thing too where mel Gibson comes home and then i think we meet cousin greg mm-hmm. he never gets a full introduction really we it's just kind of like weird he's got the Sin Sisters. I then, the Sin
0: Sisters here. Then Mel I think Mel,
1: just... Mel Gibson has his kid, and, like, he's going, like, you know, Carlos is obviously fucking Michelle Pfeiffer, and then we get this weird thing where Mel Gibson's, like, drunk out of it. Like, and then there's also, they keep trying to, like, nod to where Michelle Pfeiffer is involved with Mel Gibson because he keeps having a lot of money
0: he wants to give her, but. Well, it's like, uh. So Mel Gibson's like, he's always going to the restaurant because he's in love with Michelle Pfeiffer. That's that's the game. He sends cousin Greg with a letter to give to her to ask her to cater a party. Uh, Cousin Greg calls and goes, "Uh, you know, your buddy Nick, the cop, like they're kind of like literally canoodling in my face. And, you know, Mel Gibson gets drunk and he's super. And again, you're not quite you don't quite understand what's even happening well, at this yeah, point. So you like, why is he so upset? Well, well, cause <laughs> he's
1: getting hammered. And Greg is like saying all these random lines. Like one of the lines of things was like, why do you think cause you're friends in high school, you're supposed to be friends forever. Like, how about that quote, Jake? I have that. <laughs> <one right here>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my like, like
0: cousin, Greg's basically trying to be like, she's you're too good for her, bro. Come do cocaine with me. And let's, let's do, let's, let's be drug dealers. together." So, and then <laughs>
1: some, this is, uh, it was, Note twenty I'm not sure what Doesn't Greg sucks. And I yeah, he's ass <laughs> so many asses, like he's a fucking Oh that's like, the
0: actor's bad. He the, is the a the character is like, the entire movie he might
1: as well be played by a donkey because so he's so ass on. <laughs> and then this is my first I'm
0: not sure what, I should say, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> uh, there's like this there's this subplot of like, oh, Carlos is coming to town and Mel Gibson wants Michelle Pfeiffer to throw a party for Carlos. And we're going to be there. I did get a pretty big pop, My my note says, Oh no. Because the big reveal is like, mel gibson was putting on a birthday party for yeah. his son we they keep saying about party 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 yeah and so like there's like literally cops like staking out this child's birthday party yeah, and and then, it's pretty funny well you
1: think it's gonna be like <laughs> something crazy but no it's just nothing really nothing really happens much here now it's just
0: oh, yeah but there's like i i noticed some people call this like an action movie and i was like no this this movie the word action should never be mentioned in the same breath is this movie the
1: one action scene even it's supposed it's supposed to be probably an action scene i imagine a lot of people waiting on they (laughs) fail at that action we'll get to that later but yeah uh, this
0: is like this is like a relationship drama yeah where like some drug cartel stuff is sprinkled in well then we well then we get the i can't remember but it's pretty the whole entire time oh this is where my note uh i think there's going to be some bullshit where michelle pfeiffer is secretly undercover uh turns out i was wrong like the big the big twist with michelle pfeiffer's character is there's no twist no she's just completely straightforward this entire movie it's just
1: like (laughs) and you're you're just looking for shit like how are they gonna
0: do this year and then i thought for sure she was gonna have been working with the DEA the whole time then there was nothing going on with the party that was just kind of no the the biggest thing is like he gives his baby mama a, a envelope and it turns out later that like oh he gave her the wrong envelope and overpaid Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. which like somehow is the is which, the spark that ignites their relay it's so bizarre. We get to
1: the moment <laughs> this is when I message you because I have well we get the whole thing where Kurt Russell constantly acting the worst federal agent ever. Who's your snitch? Who's your snitch? Then we get a scene where is Mel Gibson talking to Kurt Mel yeah, Gibson? Yeah so on- Kurt
0: Russell's on the phone with Mel Gibson at, and Mel Gibson's at a payphone. Simultaneously which- the DEA agent is on the phone with his snitch and Unsubtly, we see cousin Greg be like, "No, I'm here with them." And the D agents like, "Yeah, okay." And I said like, like, my note literally says, so the cousin is the snitch, unless yeah. they're trying to trick me." But then it turns out, no, he was just There's, the snitch the whole time. This <laughs>
1: thing has no subtlety and note, very little <laughs> film noir, except for one thing. It's so weird. But
0: then we get the the
1: moment where I message you, and I finally just went. This is bad. We get where Michelle Pfeiffer is found... Because uh, is it Arturo again? Yeah. It goes Michelle Pfeiffer. What do you want me to do with this money she, from the party? Oh, just with the tips. Like, no, it's 20... The bill was 2500 His tip is 2500 So Michelle Pfeiffer goes to take back the envelope to Mel Gibson. And it's like this really long scene where Michelle Pfeiffer is driving. And there's just bad <laughs> <weird> music. music. <laughs> and this is where I'm just like, what... Uh- now before this, we get a meeting between uh, Mel Gibson and Kurt Russell, where they're doing it in front of the sunset as they're swinging on swings, <laughs> and I'm just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I said, "What is this director going for here?
0: like what is he doing? okay, cars on the table. I like the sunset swing scene. I didn't understand it. There's like nothing they they basically' cause like at the party, Michelle Pfeiffer's like she's like, "Oh." It's like Mel Gibson's like, so you told Nick I was having a party, and she's like, no, he told me you were having a party first, and then you asked me to cater it. And so Mel Gibson's like, huh? And Nick's like getting a lot of pressure to bring Mel Gibson in, and so they agree to meet. And while they're on the swing set, like Mel Gibson's like, so Pfeiffer told you about the party, or he's like, so you told Pfeiffer about the party, and he's like, oh, she must have her information wrong because she told me about the party, which is like also he's like kind of throwing Pfeiffer under the bus, so yeah, fuck. It's like it, fuck Kurt Russell, but I'll, I'll get. I'll, I like the uh, the aesthetic is just cool, like the it, orange it, with the shadows. It, the scene is nonsensical. This a, this would have been a great scene to like have them bond a little bit, but they're just like kind of pumping each other for information, and yeah. it kind of sucks. In a
1: better <laughs> movie it might have been fine. Where this this is this also where the point where I touched that this may be my worst pick ever. <laughs> and then so it's like what the fuck is going? And also we skipped during the whole Kurt Russell where he, they. Michelle Pfeiffer pretty much knows, like, yeah, I know he's got to be into bad stuff. I said, she says a line where, like, I don't, well, she says, I don't, well, he asked what's going on there, she says, I don't date customers, especially ones that drive $50,000 cars and pay in cash.
0: Yeah, and that Kurt Russell, he's, he's moving in. He's definitely, like, I was like. But then, so then Pfeiffer, she angrily, I don't know why she's, like, like, if this guy's like a drug dealer with all this, because basically she well she she takes the cash back to mel gibson well
1: well, because she thinks that he's paying her off to her site like don't talk about me here's cash which i have when she's driving with the weird music we're almost an hour and you know what this fucking movie needed michelle pfeiffer driving the music that's what's gonna save the (laughs) fucking movie. it goes on for so long
0: this is where this is where i texted you like this is bad and and mel gibson's like what did you think i was trying to buy you off for but then his son like each out in the ocean, which, so which the have, sea gets like interrupted. Which, it's so weird. Which
1: I have my next note. Glad to
0: see we daisy change surfing here. <laughs> yes. You know to tr- pay me to learn how to surf? He rescues his son, and like somehow Pfeiffer gets embroiled in this. Which is like, if if this is this guy who like you kind of know from eating at your restaurant, like because it's like con- it's like established that they went to the hospital, and he's bringing him back from the hospital. It's like Pfeiffer's been with you the whole time. At what point do you just go? Okay, I think the doctor's got him. I'm going to take my leave now, which I think the movie's trying to imply, like, okay, she cares a little bit more than she lets on, but it is, like, it's just so bizarre.
1: We also get the whole thing why Mel Gibson... We all know why Mel Gibson goes to the restaurant, but through their back and forth, she kind of he said, like, basically, he said, I helped his lawyer with drug deal. We talked about this because I wanted pretty much him to vouch for me to you because... He, it's very it's obvious to me. I mean, if she didn't know that, I mean,
0: yeah, it's, it's well. The like, thing is, like, it's kind of implied that she's got some sort of feeling. Like, you you can hear, like, even when they're listening in, she's like, she's giving him like special attention, and she's interested for sure. Well, he's uh, an
1: interesting, and I have my my note is uh from Family Guy. He wants to bone you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, Mel confesses to Michelle. Uh, this is where I don't where Kurt Russell goes completely
1: like, What are you doing here, Kurt? Because Kurt shows up at the restaurant where
0: I don't, a bunch of stuff's going on. He's like, She was hanging, she hung out with Mel Gibson way longer than she was supposed to. (laughs) She was supposed to like meet Kurt Russell at the restaurant, but because like she got wrapped up in saving Mel Gibson's kid and hanging out with him, she's late. And Kurt Russell's like, Where have you been? I need to show you the wine cellar. She's like, Well that's a little much we're like in the middle of like being open he's like i gotta show you the wine cellar well, pretty much
1: she's <laughs> interpreting because she's very much i think she's uh in, in the love triangle she's pretty much leaning team kurt russell at this point mm-hmm. but he's like let's go to the let's go to the wine cellar. i think it was the wine cellar where they uh the yeah there? yeah and so she's thinking oh wow we're gonna go here and like she has the giggly ha and then we walk in there and it's like this is a uh, Mexican agent uh, Castanales or so, what was his name? <laughs> oh, fuck
0: if I know. I had to
1: be close. Uh, Escalante. Well, I was nowhere close. Escalante. And then this
0: is where I was. Xavier Escalante. What
1: well, he kind of like goes into like, this is Escalante. And this is so-and-so. like we're gonna, And he brings, and I'm like. Well, this whole thing is
0: so fucked. Because it's did? like Kurt Russell's like, oh, hey, I'm glad you're here. I'm having an entire FBI DEA Mexican. Uh, p- police meeting in your basement. So
1: Federales, I believe, is what it's so
0: called. it's like, uh just so you know, and and like she's understandably like what the fuck are you
1: <laughs> and I have here I don't understand what Kurt Russell is doing now and followed by what's the end game here, Kurt?
0: Why why the restaurant? Like it makes no fucking and we, sense. And then
1: we get a great quote where hey Escalante wants to give you a gift for cooperating. Why is it a gun? I don't know. He's Mexican. What do you It's like <laughs> so racism.
0: Brutal. <laughs> so brutal. It's like, I
1: think it'd be more he's Mexican. if he gave him a knife or
0: a machete machete <laughs> oh cool I don't, now i get to decide what to do with that uh, to, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, to, uh, it, it, you'd laugh
1: more if you were at the birthday party because once again one of our good friends is uh from mexico and, uh, no no our our um our friend's wife for their kid's birthday likes to do pinatas and he was and she uh, you, i don't know she, she makes them too fucking indestructible So these fucking kids are like have a fucking aluminum bat. They're laying waste, and it's not breaking. I'm like, and we're like, you need a machete. <laughs> uh, I, I take that from a uh, club dread. I'm, like, I'm taking a
0: machete. Club. I do love club dread. Oh, that's a
1: fucking awesome one. <laughs>
0: you pick a Piccadilly hole <laughs> I, I taught Andre Alessi how to play cox and quarters. You never played cox and quarters. And I was that boy. <laughs> You just found the apple pie that knows how to shit back. <laughs> oh, I said that after watching it, I said that for so many
1: hours. There was a, well, God damn, this just found the apple pie. It knows how to shit back. <laughs> You're always
0: trying to shit in the apple pie. Hey, you, he's, just, you just found the apple pie that knows how to shit back.
1: <laughs> he's special force. He single-handedly caught the Minnesota
0: mangler. Who's the Minnesota mangler? Exactly. <laughs> no. I think you're talking about Pina Colada Berg, which is a little fucking song I wrote eight years before fucking Margaritaville, but you wouldn't know that because you were only fucking seven years old. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, make, uh,
1: making coconut pizza famous coconut <laughs> paella, you know, well, I guess what the secret ingredient is, but coconut pizza paella. <laughs> it's fucking coconut. Come on. You think any money has to do with this shit?
0: <laughs> I love that movie.
1: Oh. All I heard was how awful it was, which I'm cons- convinced it was because it follows Super Troopers. So that was oh, like. Yeah.
0: I honestly would maybe take Club Dread over Super Troopers, but I, I, I've watched Club Dread more than I've I t- watched Super Troopers. I take,
1: I take it over everything else, but <laughs> Super Troopers know. But Club Dread over Beer Fest, Club Dread over uh, Slam and Sam, which is under. Did B- you know I can right? hold my
0: breath for three and a half minutes? <laughs> Nobody ever suspects the fun police. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My uncle Petey. I knew things about. I knew his favorite, his favorite, his
0: favorite seasoning was rosemary. <laughs> Be happy in your work, pineapple. <laughs> uh, oh, were
1: we? oh, R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Yes. Yeah, so we, oh, we ended at the. He gave me. I don't.
0: He's Mexican. So the racist line. My, my my note here is oh hey Raul Julia is here which I was just like I was like hey it's like this movie I was like I'm looking for any injection which- of, of like personality at this point because like even though our three leads are great they're all playing it so dour and like straight that Raul Julia is kind of a breath of fresh air in this movie he's not at first <laughs> we'll
1: get to where I'm like Jesus Christ this guy's awesome <laughs> but right now at first show you how maybe over this movie I'm like I don't care anymore I'm like this guy doing Lewis Pinnock? I can't
0: tell. <laughs> no, he's probably Julia. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I figured it out eventually. Oh, wait. I just realized Mel's friend is not the lawyer. I thought they were in the same guy this whole time. Uh, what we, the hell? We get
1: the back and forth <laughs> between uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Kurt Russell, which she is a fucking legitimate ball buster. She's kind of vaguely like, oh, this, this, and she, he Russell's like, "Where are you?" T- is, oh, she says something like, is that too vague for you? He's like, yeah, that's very vague. She's like, how about this? If you want if you want to fuck your friend, fuck him, not me. And throw yeah, it off. She's, like, she's
0: pissed. Cause I am like, straight to the point. Cause he's he, like, at this point it's become well, very clear that he's the, using her.
1: Well, it's very, I said, I think Mr. Russell is very misogynist. Like yeah. it's very much like, Oh, I'm me. So you're always going to love me. So Hey, we're while we're also banging, you're also going to help me with this little investigation. So I'll bring in that, like, never mind anything else. Cause I'm you're with me. You're, you're always going to want to fuck me regardless of what I'm doing here on the side.
0: Yeah. It's like, they try to like, we don't get enough about Kurt Russell's character to where when they first meet, she sort of like makes an observation on him. That's supposed to sort of establish his deal. Like, Oh, you're used to getting your way and women falling at your feet. But none of this is like tracking for me. Honestly, again, it screams like there was like 30 pages before this scene was supposed to happen of him. Like doing like, like, it's like, you just need to see him like Mac on like, one other woman yeah. in this movie and you're like oh okay that's like the kind of guy my, he. Is. my
1: other note is we do know one thing about Kurt Russell's character in this movie he loves a heater <laughs> yeah he, he loves- chain smokes through like the fr- <laughs> just,
0: there's a pausing action cigarette yeah he's it's like one of those times where when you're watching an older movie uh like because he pulls his when they're having dinner together and she's like telling Arturo to leave him alone he like pulls out a pack of cigs and I was like do you know have to light up right now I was like surely she'll be like don't smoke in my restaurant and he just fucking lights up and 1988. she's like "1988," and then they kiss like two minutes later and i was like oh that cigarette mouth you just yeah. love that on you huh uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's like there need to be like one scene where he kind of macked on a waitress yeah. like sure. and, and i'm like i would have totally gotten like a, like
1: a like a police secretary <laughs> sure yeah. yeah even even like not
0: in front of her just like, like he did it I In feel general. like they're
1: trying to disguise that his character as a real piece of shit. Like,
0: yeah, he's like, I mean, he's handsome and and charismatic, but it is like at this point, I'm fully off the Kurt Russell train. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> was, like
1: I said, I'm like, what's the fucking end game here, man? Like,
0: <laughs> what, what's your deal? Because
1: like, I I think they tried it, he he was trying to be like super super sly detective and mac on her but then use her but then i'm also the
0: movie idiot. tries really hard to be like oh michelle pfeiffer's actually a lot sharper than she lets on but then, well, then they, they double back on that and have her do some really stupid shit well, at the also, end of the movie well, we
1: also <laughs> jump to the big uh kurt russell's big dial because she kurt russell tries to win her back with the whole he pisses
0: I, her off and then she you get like a brief scene where where mel gibson mel gibson's kids like what about that lady you're like into her and he's like don't worry about it
1: she said she was gonna make me angel hair pasta
0: (laughs) it's just like there's a there's a line in this movie that's like spaghetti fancy and i was like what there was a lot of weird scenes (laughs) i was like that's like for me that's poor people food like we grew up on that shit (laughs) uh there's a difference
1: between poor people spaghetti and real spaghetti. (laughs) as as a pasta lover i can say that but then we also get like i feel like until that scene they tried to completely avoid anything involving the kid like they would show him in like a audioless scene of Mel Gibson and the kids. Like, okay, they're doing kid acting really good here. And then when the kid speaks, it's like, oh,
0: <laughs> but yeah. Then we get but yeah. Uh, you're right. Like, there's this weird scene, and again, it feels like something was cut before this because like Michelle Pfeiffer's like at the bar, massaging her temples, <laughs> and like her waiter and Arturo, they're like consoling her. Apparently, she's just like distraught because turns out like she didn't see through the slicked back hair. Uh, Kurt Russell is a piece of shit <laughs> and she's, and she's like so upset over it. And he comes in to try to like smooth things over and He's it's super, God, it's so weird. What a weird it's scene. A,
1: it's a good acting scene, but it's very, cause he tries to be like, I just assumed that you were hiding something. I didn't know you were like the best person I've ever met. Or Yeah. There's like, there's like, like little
0: glimpses of like the, my, my whiplash in this scene was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, lot, I'm like, he, he said the right thing. And then he'll say something else and I'll be like, oh no, fuck I feel like him. he's
1: still totally gaslighting her though. Oh yeah.
0: And then you get like, it, I kind of like this bit of filmmaking where she gets a phone call and she's like, oh, that's supposed well, to go to the answering machine, but I'm the one that was supposed to set well, then, the answering well, all, machine. It also gets
1: like, where she's like, how'd you get this number? And. There's a lot. There's so many phone conversations. like, who are they talking to? Who are they talking to?
0: Yeah. Well, she, she picks up the phone and Kurt Russell walks over and she turns to be like, what are you fucking eavesdropping on me? And he picks up this matchbook and he's like, I was just getting some matches. And she kind of has this like, oh, you weren't trying to eavesdrop. That's nice. And then as he's walking back, she spots a whole ass book of matches under the ashtray. Mm-hmm. He didn't need any matches. He was just using it as an excuse to eavesdrop. And this is like it's funny because like this is like a pivotal plot moment where it's like it's done so quickly, but it's like Michelle Pfeiffer sees the Book of Matches, realizing realizes he's still a fucking scumbag at his core, and is like and kind of writes him off. This is like where she's like, "Fuck this guy!" Because he's just like still giving this all. This is like, can I just please see you tonight? That's all see? I care about. I don't want have any questions about Mac. I just want to see you. And then she finally just goes, we'll play it by ear. I'll call you later. And this is where she just immediately veers into Mel Gibson territory. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this, this, is where, this is where we get the point
1: where the big thing, Carl's there's so much fucking surveillance. And I'm just like, <laughs> think how much money they're wasting on surveillance to just be like, okay, she's going into the house. She's in the house now. Okay. It's, very much, it's like we talked about the juicy Somalese thing. It's like, oh, you were. You were outside, negative
0: sixteen degrees at two a.m. <laughs> what were you doing? Walking. Oh, you okay, st- you still have the noose around your neck. Yes. Hours later, okay. <laughs> I just the building also was like, "They put a rope around. Like, you get mugged in 1840, motherfucker. What's going on? <laughs> Who
1: walks around with rope?"
0: <laughs> but so, like Michelle Pfeiffer, basically, it's like Mel Gibson's kid dismissed the babysitter and invited Pfeiffer over, so hoping to like parent trap yeah. Pfeiffer and Gibson together. It's funny because like she hung around all this time, well, she, but then she, like the second Gibson shows up, yeah. she's like immediately well, no, it's, angry it's, with it's, him. It's,
1: it's word. she like takes a whole separate outfit. And then she does the, she gets herself all up and she does the hair flip. And yeah, my
0: note is, whoa. <laughs> yeah. She's gorgeous. Yes. But then like the second and Gibson shows up, he's like, all she, right, you just called, it, you just it to come out of it. He calls her
1: slick, which that's she's so offended by that. What's like
0: she? She's like she's like yeah. Take care of your fucking kid. I don't want to be part of your weird drug cartel. And she goes to leave. He's like, didn't she?
1: Didn't she? Like, have his wife come pick up the
0: kid? And we get more that. Oh yeah, yeah. The kid, the kid's gone, and she's still fucking there. Well, we
1: also get like she's clearly DTF here, just saying like
0: it's so because the 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 back and forth of the scene is because he's like how did he get your number and she's like well you have this magazine cut out of me just precariously perched on this table so that's probably how cuz she's basically like you're in love with me you saw me in a magazine and wanted to come find me and he's kind of like whatever i don't want i don't want you and she's like fine fuck you and she leaves she goes to leave and he's like whatever you say slick and she's like
1: don't call me slick
0: don't ever call me slick i just
1: assume that she associated that with a when i think of. mean she
0: keeps calling him mr mccluskey or whatever the fuck his name uh, is and no, I, I, I want to correct you but i can't mccusick or mccusick yeah uh he's like don't call me mr mccusick she's like i'll call you whatever you want me to and i was like okay we're already over the line at this she's point said, She's like, I'll ca- what's your first name he goes dale but don't call me that either i'll call you whatever you want me to and he's like something something they, stuff don't call me slick and then it's just it's, immediately like
1: so much this scene is just like just fuck already
0: very much so and
1: it's, and they dwell on and then we get to the biggest comedy well all, <laughs> we get they they do whatever they go we get some back and forth they're clearly obviously going to fuck like it's, it's yeah. one of the most like she could have just had a fucking runway to her fucking between
0: her legs at this point. <laughs> just like a guy with two light cones, like, yes. signaling. Yes.
1: Like- <laughs> but we get a make out and then it's just like... And I'm like, okay, then I have... We get some music, which I just have all. Oh, we got some LMM, some love-making music. <laughs> That's what it, it's what is like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then we get to... I don't know... They're in water, but they're, it's, I have- I'm
0: glad you're on the same page
1: Yes, as I, I, my, <laughs> my note is, this movie can to even do a sex scene right.
0: We get what I will aff- affectionately dub as the most bizarre sex scene I've ever watched <laughs> oh, in my entire I, life.
1: I'll get to the trivia about it too, Ratch. We go over something. <laughs> I have. Well, then I have a fun note because the guys, They. I feel like four times they go with the worthless agents who are- <laughs> choosing thousand dollars of surveillance of, there's i thought she was leaving i thought she was leaving then my next note is she ain't leaving she's coming <laughs> and then my, my next note where are they fucking
0: like they're, they're like the, it's so like <laughs> imagine we we can we simply through audio cannot do justice to the visuals of the sex scene. and i will say well, this movie is just fully available well, but, on youtube well, but they, uh, well, but they are obviously full-on
1: fucking horndog want to bone each other like at some points it seems like, like they're hiding
0: I've, in some kind of like
1: i don't mean to go into my personal life but i've been in the situation with women where it's like okay the chemistry is there like this is going down it goes down and you just do wherever you are in that wherever you are if it's a fucking couch You do the majority on the couch. They eventually may make your way to the bed, but it's going right there. These fucking people, man, these two people who he's wanting to fuck her her sincere magazine. She's come to the conclusion that she wants to fuck him so bad. And it's like, let's make out here. Let's remove our clothes. Then jump in this hot tub here, but then we'll jump out of the hot tub, but
0: then we'll jump back in the hot tub. Yeah. We'll hide in this weird nook crouched down, but then like, at least twice, if not three times, there's a moment where the camera's like kind of lingering on the surface of water of a hot tub. And they both like burst out yes. of it like mermaids
1: Who <laughs> choreographed this fucking thing. This is the worst sex thing I've ever seen in my life. Like,
0: this is worse than showgirls. I can't think of a single sex move that they could be doing that could lead to this physicality. I don't know what they could be doing to where they're no. both, like, are they like? I I guess the only no. thing I could think of that made sense to me was they both dipped underwater and like tried to fuck each other for as long like, as they could while they held their breath, like, and then they like burst out of the water. Like, it's so let's, weird. Let's
1: even try to ignore <laughs> that having sex in water sounds unbelievably un. A, com- a conversation we had last yes, episode. Yes, we filmed <laughs> Yeah, Daisy chain that too. It's like. <laughs> I can't imagine any point with anyone where like, we're hot and bothered. Let's make out and let's jump in this hot tub and then we'll jump out and a hot tub would be, it's so like, th- they, they could at least have the point where Milgan's like, Hey, do you want to jump in my hot tub? And it could have went from, and then
0: here's the fun point. What do, you, what do you think about? Like, so she hooks up with Kurt Russell in this movie, but Kurt Russell doesn't get a sex scene. But we get this crazy extended Mel Gibson well, sequence.
1: Kurt Russell was just like a in the moment, like smooth, like quick, whatever. Like this is the scene I feel like they were building. To, this, like we're this, so scene, sp- this scene is, it just and is like,
0: I can't, I just cannot uh, audibly convey the, how confusing this scene the, you is. You think it's dumb as, is, listen to this. So, the famous
1: love scene between Mel Gibson and uh, 5 for EM. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fucking, we're putting a fucking, we're stretching that word so far as fucking goddamn near fucking unstretchable. <laughs> but it takes place in a hot tub. That reportedly, the hot tub reportedly was not properly constructed or coronated, resulting skin rashes and splinters for the actors and their body doubles, causing production to halt for a few days. <laughs> Just think about that. You had to fucking get a splinter and a rash and you had to stop production for the worst fucking sex scene I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was literally, I said my note, where are they even fucking at this point?
0: <laughs> like, where are they fucking? It's its like one of the worst pieces of direction.
1: And I've, I was I've looking forward seen. to this because like, oh, we're going to get a gratuitous sex scene with Michelle Pfeiffer at some point. She's like, she has a hair whip where I'm like, whoa. Or it's like, she's. And then this, and I'm just like,
0: what the fuck is like this is optimal what the fuck are we doing yeah and this like, goes on for a while and then like it's still like the geography of everything like because it keeps like cutting to the DH and people and they're like there's a drug deal going down tonight get her the fuck out of there like why is she still there and it's like and then Mel Gibson goes to answer the phone he gets well, like a page well, no, they
1: also get this weird thing where like they're sp- exploding out of the water with their love it's splashing <laughs> on their clothes and they're like <laughs> they might be in the bed at this point, but it's like, I can't leave yet. Well, your clothes are still in the dryer. So they can take. Yeah. Me. Mel
0: Gibson's pager goes off though. And he goes to answer the phone. Someone puts a gun to his head.
1: It's Escalante. And the,
0: the camera pulls back and it's Raul Julia. Which I, mean. <laughs> I,
1: I saw, I feel like I saw this coming where I was just like, that's gotta be, cause it didn't make any real sense that they're putting so much emphasis on this guy where it's like, he's in one scene, this is Escalante. Then. We also skip the part where they go, like, how do you want to do, like, you can identify, you're the only person that can, you and, uh, I just scrambled on rather. there. I feel sorry for you people there. That was, <laughs> that was crackhead rambling, I feel like. <laughs> but they make a big deal that the only two people that can identify Carlos are Mel Gibson and Raul Julia. And they make a big, like, where are we going to do? Well, you know, this is happening, like, it's probably going to come here and, there's going to be a lot of beach goers with not much clothes. Therefore, we can't really hide surveillance and guns. So yeah, Mel, put- Mel
0: Gibson's so smart because he knows how to do it. But then there's no beach. It, well, it's no, so weird. It's
1: very obvious they're foreshadowing this guy's This guy, to me, is like, this has got to be Carlos. They're putting it in film noir It's Carlos. It was like, that was a guess.
0: Yeah, and so turns out Raul Julia is Carlos. Mel Gibson ca- kind of acting his ass off of like being... He seems like legitimately uh, spazzed out by someone like scaring him and pulling a gun on him, but the the pacing of the scene is so confusing because it's like, wait, Michelle Pfeiffer's still there, but Carlos is demanding they play ping pong. So I guess he just also, leaves her in his bedroom while he plays ping pong then, with Carlos. Then, Carlos. Carlos has a great line where he's like, he's like, I saw you, you fucking for four hours. Then, you're a world champion. And <laughs> my notes. Like-
1: <laughs> four hours that even enjoyable at some point not like,
0: really it's <laughs> has gotta be a lot of you're on top i'm on top right and you hope that he has a run. really funny runner where he's just like she fucks like that she cooks if she takes out the garbage yeah. marry her and this, is where I have,
1: this guy i have this guy's fucking charismatic and he has a real quote too where he's got the two walking where he says just think about this they're hiring me to spy on you and capture me and then he's like if I speak, if I speak
0: in the wrong one, we're doing 20 years, man. Cause he's got two <laughs> I'm like, this fucking guy's awesome. Yeah, like, he's great. I love him. Yeah. He's, he really pops in this movie because yeah. everyone else is so fucking dour. Uh, he, he is. But it, it's also like, it's a really hard to get a beat on what's going on because yeah. of the way he's playing every scene. Well, he's constantly <laughs> go,
1: oh, okay, All right, how
0: Spanish words in this. And He's like, Carlos in the house, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah like i honestly don't even know how in the weeds i want to get for this last chunk because it's so convoluted I, I, and
1: confusing put, honestly at this moment i may have stopped watching a lot and was <laughs> focusing on you know the either the alabama game on tv or the Miami <laughs> game on college is going on right now i have that on my big tv and unfortunately this fucking thing was nowhere to be found so i had to find this three legal means on my phone
0: yeah me. uh i did watch the illegal version just so i could have uh, I know I watched it on Daily Motion because yeah. it had subtitles. But I wish I would know. It's also on YouTube and it's also uh, on Soap Today.
1: It, it, I found <laughs> it on that the one I use all. I I I always call it Jupiter Ascending because that's where I discovered. <laughs> no, how I find it on my phone, I type in Jupiter Ascending and it remembers Jupiter Ascending because that's where I found that movie that often.
0: Trying to see if there's any notes. Bees there. don't lie. The, bees don't lie. I'm trying to see if there's any because uh, like basically, so Carlos is there.
1: And I think no, I Michelle think, Pfeiffer's
0: I think Mel Gibson gets Pfeiffer to leave, but then Russell's waiting for her, and he gives her he gives her the gun that Carlos yeah, gave him, which uh, is such a weird plot point. I, and, I thought it was going
1: to turn up like, oh, this is like, because why else would the fucking Carlos give him a gun? Like,
0: oh, this is going. And so I'm at this point, I'm like, so Pfeiffer's like definitely working for Carlos or something. Uh, I'm, I'm like waiting for the late act twist. And then we, but get, we, basically, Russell's like stay the. Walk away from Mel Gibson's house. There's some shit going down, then we get some and then he drives off. Which I had—I <laughs> remember when that happened. I was like, "It'd be really funny if his car just broke down right now."
1: <laughs> we get a lot of useless ping pong, and Carlos is still just being like, "We're never gonna finish this game. When are we gonna play this again?" When well, we're in jail, <laughs> yeah. And we get some good banter between Mac- Mel Gibson and Raul Julia, like this, and Raul Julia just bursting these random songs, which apparently he's a very accredited singer as well. Oh yeah,
0: he's like his his like Italian opera yeah. singing is really. Oh, he good.
1: killed it there, and that's where I'm like, eh, but it's pretty cool now. At the time, I'm like, what? It's another note of
0: a popular note. What does it say? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Pfeiffer defiantly returns to the house. No one stops her, even though there's like fifty people watching this place. There's
1: there's just think there are <laughs> cops, there are dirty
0: federales, and. Mexican cartel. I uh, and it, and I don't I I have so much trouble tracking what's happening because it's like Mel Gibson. Well, he's like he, he like leaves for some reason. So Pfeiffer walks into the house and Mel Gibson's well, not there, but Raul Julia's there and Mel Gibson's cousin is there and they're doing the drug deal. Like, I don't know if it was like there's
1: so much like
0: Raul Julia was like, Oh, I'm just gonna like do a drug deal with your cousin in your house. So and Mel Gibson man. was like cool i'm gonna go i don't know where the 15 million dollars came from it's i thought it was half a million well because then like because there's half a million for the deal with the cousin but then mel gibson has a side thing going where he's got 15 million stashed in his boat which is like is, pfeiffer the, sees well, that later well, is,
1: well isn't that isn't that 15 million i thought he said it was originally
0: carlos's due he like owes carlos a bunch of money fucking... it's so confusing
1: and then well then there's the random moment where we get greg and his and carlos greg. Greg and Carlos the same scene and just immediately you know okay he's gonna call out cause he's like well cause oh. like
0: like Pfeiffer's there and he's like oh it's a problem that Pfeiffer's here and Cousin Greg's like yeah it's a problem but then like Roll Julia's like you know what else is a problem you got, you're a fucking snitch well, he's like, you got, well
1: you got arrested by the drug enforcement agent and yeah 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 there's dude. a
0: moment where he like looks like he's gonna like I don't know try to open the window or something and then like Rolla Julia just stops him and but then we get like again uh it's like this movie so cut together so confusingly because we cut to like the dea has found cousin greg like yeah. dead in a boatyard, and i was like wait was that like did we just like jump forward in time like what the yeah. fuck is it's, going and on there's
1: the back and forth where oh escalante's man got to him beforehand and it's like oh
0: and it's going back and forth and Carlos goes where is escalante like oh he went to his boat yeah he yeah. wanted to like fish for some albacore and he's like guess what you dumb idiot escalante is carlos which i feel like that was a large jump i was just like what i was like why does russell know that that's this, so confusing this is, the du- this is <laughs> fucking just like <laughs> this is like nine movies in one at this point like, i don't i don't know where this happens but like Maguire, jt walsh is like we're still gonna he's, he says something like i'm gonna nail mel gibson i'm gonna put him up for 20 and, and Kurt Russell's like that's weird. You said you were going to make sure he didn't do any time. You're just literally, he has, oh, I think he had, he had a really great line where he was like, "Uh, and he says it so casually. He's like, well, you're a lying, no good cocksucker and a four flushing two timer. Uh, but he's but he's oh, I've been watching
1: college football at that point.
0: But he's basically like, it's just like, I just like the way he says it because he doesn't like outburst Like McGuire's like, I'm putting him away for 20. He's like, well, you're a lying, no good like Kurt Russell's just really good at that kind of shit. But Basically, Kurt Russell's like, well, guess what? You fucked up big-time DEA agent guy, and if you put Mel Gibson on the stand, he's putting you away for 20, because you fucked up so badly. You literally let a drug lord into this country and conspired with him for eight years, you fucking moron. It's, and, once and- again, to- <laughs> this guy in
1: a list of the worst, <laughs> Think of the worst cops in the movies, even like- uh,
0: And I, I just, I want to lay the groundwork, because that feeds into- my long rant about Justin's not going to care about this note at all, but that's the table setting for Russell did tell this D agent. Like if you get Mel Gibson, he's going to put you away Uh, for the rest of your life. Which
1: is why he was trying to kill Mel. Yes.
0: Uh, but basically it's, so it's like Russell finds out where Gibson is. They have a weird standoff. They're both like, you won't shoot me. And Gibson's like the fuck. Oh, wait, no, I think I skipped. Oh, that I skipped so much. Yeah,
1: I think uh, we skipped where Julia was like Julia tells because uh, I I think So Julia Michelle, Julia Michelle, kidnaps Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, Mich- well, no, Michelle Pfeiffer's seen all this thing and goes, you know, you well also we skipped a note too where uh Kurt Russell told uh uh Michelle Pfeiffer, you've had three affairs in the past X amount of months. One was this guy. When well no, it's not guy?
0: even like it he it's actually really spread out. Mm-hmm. This is like the big the big reveal of Pfeiffer's character she's only like been with three people in like the last few years and they were all like really random hookups like super random. like the last guy she was with she found out he was married and broke it off like immediately and so she's like they're trying to like color in the lines of like why she would fall for these guys it's it's not enough yeah it's not even remotely it's, especially it's to a, where this it's a goes. weak cop
1: out and then we get we get real julia where he's talking like you know she falls for a cop she falls for a criminal and then she gets into cocaine and dies. It's all very sad. Yeah, he's but basically
0: then, like, oh, we're going to like make her OD yeah, and die. Because she's, she's, she's seen too much. And then, and then uh, and he goes.
1: She knows well, too much. We know too much. But then we get <laughs> the weird thing where Al is like, but don't worry. I won't
0: kill her without your approval. Like, what well, if I don't approve? Then
1: I will talk to you until you
0: approve. <laughs> yeah, so like, they, they're drinking. They're smoking weed. Bell Gibson does a line. We get this weird bullfight monologue. Where he's yeah, like,
1: there was. De- where he's like, Miguel-
0: I think he's a pussy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And Raw Julie's like, how could you say he's He's a a pussy? He's a methadone. How's he a pussy? He's like, he wears his little tassels and his fucking cape and his. They're like, you can just feel Robert Town trying to make this like genius metaphor. It doesn't work. But ultimately, Gibson pulls a. This is very funny because he pulls a gun on Raw Julie and Raw Julie's like, I've seen him like this. He's serious. (laughs) I was like, what? And so he pulls rollo julia hostage to get pfeiffer out of there and rollo julia is basically like you fucked up you super fucked up and he's like this is friendship or something he's like he's like whatever he like takes michelle pfeiffer away they have this insane scene where like the boat breaks down and she's like i love you and he's like like shut the fuck up or i'll smack you and she's like i love you i love you he fucking smacked i was like what is happening right now (laughs) this This is insane this is
1: the biggest clusterfuck of (laughs) clusterfucks and it's just like
0: I will say this is coming. I know you've probably never seen Chinatown, but Chinatown, China. <laughs> the, uh, the scene where Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway finally hook up is also a scene where Jack Nicholson is slapping the shit out of Faye Dunaway and then they start kissing. I mean, so, just, kind I of mean, par for the course I for mean, Robert Town just, uh, here. I mean, Sean, he's going to smack him around, <laughs> smack him around. The shit out John Herman. 50 nose in a yash It's I, still a yash.
1: i fucked more men in cages than you ever <laughs> will.
0: Just like a wop to bring a knife to a gunfight.
1: <laughs> okay, you lazy Mexican trying to make a champion out of you. <laughs> that's,
0: uh, that's
1: some fight linker stuff there. <laughs> you, you, you remember that shit, right? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Roger uh, Wirtel was down in the luck. <laughs> you, think, you think you can fight BJ
0: Penn? He'll roast your ass on a luau. <laughs> <laughs> i love sean connery even though he's problematic Well, isn't he dead yeah
1: okay he's not problem he's pro- even he's the grave
0: <laughs> he's satan's soldier now
1: <laughs> he's uh been eaten by worms at this point probably
0: uh yeah bullfight dialogue mac i love you shut up or i'll smack you what the fuck is happening
1: i uh- <laughs> the, should just rename this we, what the fuck is
0: happening <laughs> they have their standoff it's super awkward and weird ha- like, <laughs> this is carlos and mel gibson right well no it's G- it's gibson and and russell oh, there's so, this is, i it's like he drops pfeiffer off like, and it, I, it's like i am arresting you I, mac
1: i kept this on my phone but i might have been looking at college football this morning because I, 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 I honestly I, i'm not even gonna call you
0: out on this one yeah, it's I, so I, boring i'm so sorry but I, I i am honest here i'm i know we're like trying to juice up the plot and like make it sound like, Oh, like, we're, actually- we're making this
1: so much better than it actually is. Like, like I would,
0: the, like, the, the energy of everything, the way things are paced. It's it, so lethargic. And it like, is- he's like, I got to take you in Mac. I got, like, <laughs> oh, I need an hour. I got to go deal with Carlos. He's like, you won't shoot me. We're friends. He's like, well, you won't shoot me either. Maybe I'll shoot you. Uh, like it, it's just like, it's so, it's so lethargic. Like that's my overall note for this movie. is just lethargic. Oh, I
1: yeah. Mean, you might see, it's like 100 degrees in is it just me.
0: <laughs> I'm like fucking sweating bullets over here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like, I, I have been sitting in this room for uh, like six hours now. This is, so. the
1: fir- this is the first time I've ever done this sh- this thing. I took my hat off. <laughs> I I had to say something on the podcast. But it shows you how interested I am in the end of this movie,
0: too. <laughs> well, uh, so he goes back to Carlos, but he's going to like, basically like Russell's like, you got to tell me where he is. And Pfeiffer's like, I won't tell you I'm in love with him. And Russell's like, he's going to go try to fucking kill Carlos for you. You need to tell me where he is. And it cuts away from that. He goes and sees Carlos. Carlos has like a fun runner where he's like, it's like friendship. You could choose who yes. your friends are. He's like, you can't choose your family. What the fuck, man? And, Why did you do this? And then he's like, Look, I just want to like let's swap boats. I'll, I'm still going to pay you. He's like, trust me, I'm going to marry her. She's not going to testify. And Raul Julia is like, you really love her that much? Like, okay. And then like he goes to start the boat, and Mel is like, ah, I trapped it. I trapped the boat. I was going to blow you up, but don't. You're since you're being cool about it. let's I, I trapped
1: the butane or something like
0: that. Yeah, and then but then like the, it's he like was, the, the double well, whammy. Well, no, like
1: like <laughs> Raul Julia pulls a gun, and it's something like he does this. Backward is the worst
0: struggle i've ever seen it's like, insane
1: like i was like what
0: the fuck i didn't i didn't think on? they could top the insane sex scene in this movie but, but the the i'm using heavy air quotations yeah. here the action scene between raul julia and mel gibson is unbelievable it's like <laughs> it's
1: like mel gibson is has a gun and he it's not even like a quick reaction it's like he slowly walked back grabs the gun and then we get a struggle that's just, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm doing not great audio work here, but it's it's almost like if, you, if
0: two old people were struggling for a remote, it's that kind of <laughs> level of quickness here. It's like, I was really torn during this because there's like also very little music being played.
1: It's and, dead
0: silence and you just see like, so like a, I was like, I think what town was going for here was like a realistic like this is what it would really be like if these two guys struggled over this gun but cinematically it, it like, is hilarious it looks like shit and this is the- they're just like wiggling their hips against each other <laughs> to in silence and they're like kind of trying to turn the gun and then finally it goes off and like mel gibson like catches one in the leg but like it somehow hits ralda julia in the stomach
1: i'm not sure about that physics right there. yeah very
0: concerned. weird especially since and mel gibson's like Literally five foot three or something. And then we get this
1: weird, like, <laughs> I'm you shot me. It's like you shot me. They're both shot. And then we get this, he's like, We should have done this. Coke <laughs> is even a thing. You know what's real important now?
0: Brass. That's I just his, his dying words <laughs> are like, I've got 60 pounds of tie stick coming in off the coast. <laughs> and then he fucking dies and mel gibson's like no no <laughs> I, once again <laughs> no what the, you can't
1: die <laughs> well i have this is the worst struggle for a guy and at this point I just go i
0: just don't fucking understand this movie it's so confusing like i i feel like i see glimpses of what they were because like i don't see anything i well, it was like carlos uh, like Raúl, julia feel- and like mel gibson were like legitimate friends and so I think it was like this awkward, st- but it doesn't work at all. And then like, as he's like cradling Raul Julia's body, a bullet, a gunshot yeah. goes through Raul Julia's head. And it's fucking the shitty D agent. Yeah, he's here. He's here now. <laughs> he,
1: shoots, he shoots fire into the water. And, he, and then Kurt, he's shooting. Kurt Russell tells him to stop. And he's still trying to shoot Mel Gibson. And <laughs> Kurt Russell shoots him. And it's the most, ass on death i've ever seen he gets shot at close range the gun does no through and through so there's no bolt hole on the front and it's like ass on like i think my dog plays dead better and i didn't have even trained my dogs how to play dead
0: (laughs) uh yeah my note says kurt told dea guy that mel was a problem so i assume that's why he's going crazy i'm writing this note so that when we get to this part I can try to explain it, but then Justin is going to say, Who gives a shit? So, what's the point of all of this? I got very existential there at the end. Uh, you're, you're, <laughs> but no, I don't. If you can
1: explain things, that's fine. But I don't. It's know just, why. it's
0: super stupid. Like, they try to really, like, they show the boat leaking because he's like leaking gas. So, yeah, it's like, it's, you, Oh, the water's on it, fire. But yeah. it just, it sucks. But there's no, it like, all sucks.
1: <laughs> all, but it just, they shoot it on fire. It's not like, Oh, the guy escaped through the fire. No, it, it light's on fire. And then it
0: ends. The D agent's like, hold still. Like, that's what he keeps yelling uh, at Mel Gibson. You're under arrest. Russell shoots him. It tries to leave it really ambiguous as to whether Gibson died or not. But then the next scene is basically like, so what our friends say is that like, he's bruised and pissed, He's but he's alive. And he's like, talk about me. Oh, yeah, you came up a lot. And then my Final note of the movie: <laughs> Kurt getting cucked on the beach yes. <laughs> uh, as a uh, mutual xenophobe fans. There's a Cuck O'Leary runner in that show, but I was just like, I'm like, this movie literally ends with him like getting cucked, like in front of his face, yeah. where it's like the woman he was in love with is making out with Mel Gibson in the waves, and he's just watching, going, and like the last line of the movie is like i bet they're talking about me and then like the music swells right. and the credits hit i was like what the fuck I, it's <laughs>
1: one of the i can't do justice how we couldn't do justice how boring and bad this movie is like yeah it's literally one of those things you're just gonna have to see for yourself but i don't recommend
0: it i don't recommend it no, it's, it's really bad. boring
1: like how could this how can this happen like did Robert Townsend? Uh, town, uh, Robert, I think that's another guy altogether. Yeah, Robert so it's Town, an, a, it's an
0: actor. Did
1: Robert Town really watch? Like, we nailed it, gentlemen. This, this, this will reach
0: somebody. Whoever that somebody is, but they're I just—I don't—they've been nailed, and they, they'll nail it. I just don't think you get lauded as like this god-tier screenwriter, and you just don't get to just kind of walk around and try to like 88. I don't know. It's like in the interview view I watched like Mel Gibson was like yeah town ta- flew out to me and he was in, he was asking me directly to be in his movie in high grade or whatever and I was just like again why why is this like guy that's been in the drug game long enough that he needs to like get out of it why is he 32 fucking years old like just like nothing about this movie makes sense this movie reeks of like people that were off their ass on cocaine that had no fucking clue like how to make a movie like Robert Town love him or hate him like he wrote he, he has screenwriting credit on a lot of good movies but like uh i think his directorial career speaks for itself you had fucking kurt russell mel gibson and michelle pfeiffer all at the absolute heights and, of their powers and what's what's bad they're
1: they're they're all three good in this film imagine imagine if pat riley had been this one like kurt russell it would have been more entertaining yeah, Maybe it, it, it would have been bad funny though like you got good actors who were good. They were good in this movie. And like ass on, I don't know if it's it's probably Kurt Russell. Maybe I, Kurt Russell or Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know who gave no ass, ass on. on? At, at, no ass off. Like if I do my like,
0: I, I was doing my seat. I, I yeah. After, if, if people don't know, like ass on means you were terrible, and ass off means you were uh, acting your ass off. Yes. Uh, like, so you were really good. I, I
1: remember in the Predator, I forgot to do this for the for uh, point break, but my uh, clear ticket classics top three CTC c uh,
0: <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole cause, bit cause I try to say
1: through c t c t three like obviously like the b- top three I don't know who I rank them, but probably honestly, probably Pfeiffer uh Russell Gibson Gibson's number three. Cause the accents So switch.
0: Like yeah, this. I think and, I think there's so much being asked of Pfeiffer in this movie, well, I don't, and she's no, trying so hard Ra- to deliver. Raul Julia
1: is really—I probably put Julia over uh, Mel Gibson just because he's fuck—he comes in, and he's fucking just like this guy's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think my one and two would be Pfeiffer, Julia. Yeah, honestly. He has, well, yeah, right? come at number three. <laughs> like uh, Mel Gibson, like, Gibson and Russell are giving us good leading man shit, uh, but it's like Pfeiffer—they're just like you have to sell that you're in love with two different men and just ping pong wildly between and she she tries man she is like doing well, her like, best to carry like, it's this fucking very, thing. it's
1: very obvious like you know uh kurt russell's like a fling like spur of the moment this guy's hot he's charming he seems to have his shit together but he's a piece of shit that she has never are your dead.
0: lips just stuck to your gums or is that yeah. your idea of a smile oh, that was a good he's look. like oh you're like a real ball buster and yeah. i was like oh shit that
1: like <laughs> i had to go top three moments is awful but the sex scenes in there just because it's literally it's so the funny. worst thing i've ever seen like it's so it's one of those so bad it's funny because it's like what is happening <laughs> it's like they're it's so that's number one just because how bad that is number two probably favorite scene um uh, Raul, Ju- the Raul julia moment where he just comes in and it's just fucking full-on charisma because like, <laughs> everybody's good there's nobody with a ton of charisma that's really blown off the screen like Kurt Russell's good just being Kurt Russell, but by that point in the movie, the movie had brought him down. So yeah, yeah Raul, Julie just burst on there and I, it's all just funny scenes. Like that's guns. There's no real good moment. Oh, the, I also, I, I'd probably put number one in back of everything else. Number one, the silence when Kurt Russell's like, why are you here back? And then, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer comes along and just, that's a good call. I, just Cause that's,
0: silence. that's all three of our stars. Like, you see Pfeiffer look at Gibson. You see Gibson look at Pfeiffer and kind of be shy. You see russell clock that and then stare at gibson and and smirk at him like like it's you just dog you all three of them are like yeah, really like, good in that, that would scene be my number one the sexy number two i'd be yeah. remiss if we didn't mention the coffee dumping scene yeah that's yeah that's probably <laughs> overall that's the actual scene so, so That yeah. was like an actual yeah. just like holy shit yeah, like that's, that made
1: me laugh <laughs> like legit laughter where i was like this is this movie's got some <laughs> this is where i'm still like this movie's got some yeah like, like i said my note at one point was this movie's okay, but there's something missing. I can't
0: yeah, put it together. There's just like uh there's a podcast I listen to a lot called Action Boys, and they always say like it's so weird how like two little elements will just what makes the difference between a good movie and a bad movie? And sometimes like all the puzzle pieces are there, but it just doesn't work. And this is like a classic example of there's no reason why this movie shouldn't have been good. Like, but really all it is is it just boils down to ultimately the script that made it to screen was fucking bad like it's just it's convoluted the character relationships are in theory there but they don't you don't see it through at all this movie spends time on all the wrong things like i'm like pfeiffer gibson russell he's a cop he's a criminal she's caught in between them like sign me up Mm -hmm. and then every scene in this movie is just Boring well, and then boring like and there's, long and it and it's like there's no setup there's no there's, payoff
1: and there's so many scenes mm-hmm. where it's like what the where we get then this stuff's going on this we'll cut to michelle pfeiffer driving to some weird music or the birthday party, There's just this
0: audioless moment. Yeah. Let's like, watch this magician do yeah. stuff for some reason. And the
1: kid just, uh, the kid with his dumb face doing something. <laughs> this is just like, uh, this is the most confusing movie I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not good. It's boring and slow. Uh, I, there were moments where I glanced at the daily motion version I was watching to be like, should I just like put this on two times speed? Cause this is breaking my brain. Well, I, also have- I didn't, I will say I watched this movie at regular speed. I watched the whole thing I- cause I actually gave myself time to watch it. And I was just hoping it would pull itself out of its ass at some point. There's but
1: no, no <sighs> you're just, you're hoping that you get a helicopter saved from the stranded island. It just you know?
0: kind of gets worse and worse <laughs> as it goes to where it's like, Pfeiffer's like, I love you. I love you, Smile. I love you, and it's like, this is, okay. When I,
1: I tried to watch, but honestly, towards the end, I probably started watching college football more, it's just like, this Like and- I,
0: I would have sacrificed- and This
1: a, is a two-hour movie. Imagine if it was a, <laughs> I feel like it might have been better had it been like 90 minutes and the sex scene had been,
0: <laughs> we had a clue what was going on. I would, have, I would have cut off a pinky toe for a fucking small piece of text at the bottom of the screen that told me when things were happening- yes. Cause like the, the timeline of this movie makes no fucking sense. They're like, You said Carlos was going to be here this week, and then it's like, Oh, but then he's here. But then it's like, How long has she been seeing Russell? Like, if she'd been seeing him for like a month and they had been developing a relationship, well, I can, they, they, can kind of do the math oh, there the, a
1: little bit. I and guess kiss in the wine store, but she later mentions, Yeah, I slept with him. I'm like,
0: Yeah, she like well, throws that in Mel Gibson's was like, face, but like,
1: they then like, oh, well, we couldn't have got something there. We couldn't, little, we couldn't get some little Iggy there.
0: It's so weird. They,
1: they have to save it for that giant sex scene where nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> can you, can you? I just want to imagine somebody writing a play-by-play of what's happening. It's like, they're kissing.
0: Okay, they're jumping out of the water now. Okay, they're, they're both, by, they're both crouched down somewhere. I, th- uh, <laughs> I think they're
1: by, they're by some water now. They're back in the water now. <laughs>
0: Water just splashed on their clothes. <laughs> Seriously, like, this movie's on YouTube. Just skip to, like, like an hour f- five into this movie, and just, like, th- it's one of the most bizarre things I ever put to film, to be honest. Like, I don't know what... Ma- like, maybe because the hot tub was so fucked up, like, th- they only had like, no usable footage from the scene, or, like... And they had to what just, like, slop together what they had.
1: What is the obsession with wanting to shoot sex scenes in the water when that's been... It, you can look up the re we talked about it it's not good
0: yeah i just don't know if like the motion and also like you can kind of like hide people in the water like yeah. you can hide their genitalia well, well so, like- michelle
1: pfeiffer had a body double double two yeah like, come so- on michelle just give us what we want <laughs> <can cut>
0: That, <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. I'm, i apologize for that uh do you have any final thoughts before we get to ratings? Uh, I
1: did get I do have to get my top three worst performances of this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, number one, obviously, would be the DEA agent. I don't <laughs> care if it was a good actor. That was the worst cop I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> in my life, he was crooked, he was dumb, he was incompetent. Imagine if Kurt Russell's there wasn't there, how bad his investigation would have been. <laughs> like the, that is the worst cop I've ever seen. Like
0: he would have if, if Kurt Russell hadn't been there. He would have just arrested Mel Gibson with no evidence and then just gotten his case thrown out of court and been fucked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes,
1: And uh number two worst performance, I would probably say Greg the snitch. <laughs> he was so awful. Even they tried him to give him a big scene where he was and there's so many times like,
0: let's get back in the drug dealing. Come on, man. So come on, it's half a, half a half a million. Like, just tell me where the hookup is, bro. Like, and he like lowers his sunglasses. Like, what the fuck? Fuck, like, you were awful he is he's so bad because like he's supposed to be like kind of you're supposed to like not fully be sure who the snitch is but he's such a shitty actor that you're like he's the snitch and like like he's not was, even being subtle what about was it worse than most movies <laughs> when the snitch reveal you're supposed to be like really it's him with you're just like well, it was so obvious that that was why all my notes were like oh and then Pfeiffer's gonna turn out to have been working with the DEA the whole time. Or, like, be an undercover cartel person that was, like, trying to get Mel Gibson back in the game. Or just, like, feeding information to Carlos because she was sleeping with Russell. Like, that's what these movies do, right? It's, like, crazy that this movie doesn't do that.
1: They're written by competent people. (laughs) And number three, because it's just uh, the kid actor awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's always a given. She was going to make me angel hair pasta. Tom's going to be so mad at you. I'm sorry. I have a neck brace on now.
1: He says cuss words once. He's like, who we cuss. Like, no.
0: (laughs) We can get into ratings now. Um, This was a movie I suggested to you, so do you want to start with your rating or do you want me to start? Sure. I can can rate it. If you guys have never tuned in, Jesus Christ. uh... This is your first episode. (laughs) Uh, Don't watch this movie. We've
1: done, I'm pretty sure every, uh, other than The Predator, I'd recommend every other movie probably maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe not The Crow City of Angels. I Eh. I fucked up on that one. But Eh. if you guys have never tuned in, I have a grading curve. So generally, I give movies like a point or two below what I would actually give them in real life. So, what does that mean for one of the worst movies I've ever done for the show? Uh, Like, I know we kind of, we were like, oh, yeah, this team is fun. And like, oh, and then he does this and blah, blah, blah. But genuinely cannot stress enough, like, how boring this movie is. Like, this is us trying to find, you're looking for humor in this. Like, it's just like, gibson and russell are trying but they are also kind of sleepwalking through this movie Pfeiffer is god she's like a single tear and like she's just she's, she's incre- doing her damnedest. she's
1: incredibly hot in this movie as well like she's like just, i said when she gets ready for mel gibson when he's coming home it's she flips her hair she does the outfit
0: Like it's she was like, the one i was like oh. oh Pfeiffer's in this i need to yeah. watch more Pfeiffer. I i'm so excited like oh,
1: surely we're gonna get some some something to remind us about shell and, Shel and
0: she and she tries, but there's nothing. There's nothing to, there's just nothing. There's nothing to this movie. Uh, infamously, Kurt Russell is the recipient of one of the lowest scores I've ever given on the show. I gave Escape from New York a three out of ten. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pop Tequila Sunrise in it at we, two.
1: We, uh, uh, <laughs> we both have the lowest movie ever.
0: Yeah, I mean I feel bad for my boy Kurt, but it's this movie's not his fault. This movie sucks. Like, I was talking to my dad, like, as I was getting ready to leave today, and I was like, I watched this movie for the show, Tequila Sunrise. It sucked. It was so bad. I just wanted it to be over. When the credits finally hit, I was just like, fucking thank God.
1: I was watching college football. <laughs> they're just like
0: well, they're, Miami's
1: putting up 30 points. Fuck yeah. Oh, shit, I got to finish this movie. And then,
0: I, and then I had to, like, fucking watch through the credits because, like, one of the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, audience reviews that I watched, that I looked at, like that made me giggle. Mentioned, I need to you do your rating. I'm gonna pull up this insane yeah. uh audience so, review.
1: I went, ba- believe it or not, I went back and forth on so much. As you with know, my rating, I always say something is watchable. It's a five. If I will rewatch it, I will probably it bumps it to maybe a six. But if it's a bad rewatch, it'll be a five. This movie I will never even consider thinking about again. Like I may. If I can find the sex scene, I may show it to people as a joke, but that's about as far as I'm going to go with this. So this definitely goes below a five. I thought about putting it as a four because you know, the performances are really good. Like Ralph, Julia is really good. Kurt Russell is really good, but then just going over everything again, reminding how fucking awful this movie is (laughs) like, I gave big trouble China three. That's one of the, that's something I really like after the shit we've done. Like that was really harsh. So I was thinking I put it with like, I hate putting Kurt Russell at a three but going back over. This is so bad. This is the crow sea of angels bad, which I gave a two. So I got to give this a two.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, I think
1: that's it's, fair. Does not make me angry? So it's not get the dread, uh, numero uno one from the predator. Sure. But this is so bad. It's like, it's like what's sad is you have to make it to the horrible sex scene to really get any kind of humor out of this movie. And if you were a reasonable human being, you will not continue watching it because it has done been stupid by that point. Where it's yeah, like...
0: it's pretty telling that halfway through the movie, I I was like, do I have enough time to wiggle out of this? Because I literally, as I finished the movie, I like I think we did a pretty good job here, but... I was like, "What the fuck are we even going to talk about? Is this that, movie's so slow and so boring." Even, <laughs>
1: well, I felt ba- I told you like this may be the worst movie I've ever picked. You're just like, "Oh wow, we can back out." I was like, "No, we can't do that." Then I'm like, "What? If Jake likes it? Like, I, c- I was like,
0: part of me is like, I was hoping. I was like, 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 I was like, I, oh, I, I bet you I'm going to like what? go in and be like, oh, these characters are so nuanced uh, and interesting. I, like, like, that's
1: was like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the acting is really good, so I could see him liking that. What if, but I just. I just knew, I knew the sex scene was going to be hilarious to talk about because <laughs> it's just, I cannot go into detail how confusing this is to where it's, like, what is half, like, like uh, I said, my great note, where are they fucking? Like, where is this, ha- like, I I I, 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 I,
0: I, oh, we didn't even mention, like, at some point there's, like, some sort of, like, cloth roof that they're under but then it like flows down over them at some point and like covers them but then oh god it's so fucking crazy uh jack t uh june 18th 2023 so fucking recent Mm -hmm. uh all right let's get this over with tequila sunrise yes out of all the mel gibson films i was going to watch and this is the one i wanted to see the least And let me tell you, folks, this is one of my, (laughs) yeah, because, you know, guys, I'm reading this verbatim. This is not my bad, uh, sentence structure. (laughs) Uh, This is one of my boring films of all time. Oh God, do I hate this film? This is the first film that I think it's boring and said, I like the theme song at the end credits. I love this song, but I hated the film this is definitely one of my least favorites, one and a half stars out of five. <laughs> and so like, I, I, I kept the credits on long enough to like, listen to the song just cause that review really tickled me, but it's just like, Oh God, do I hate this film? <laughs> this is one of my boring films of all time. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, uh, and- I hate Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience, uh, Cinephobe has taught me the audience scores are a treasure trove of uh amazing reviews
1: so uh, by the way on youtube the scene you can find the entire love scene just the entire it's uh titled heel sunrise in parentheses 1988 most romantic scene <laughs>
0: that's so good
1: and i'm i'm gonna see if i can give a good description so we've already passed michelle uh pfeiffer and mel gibson start making out where you're like okay let's get this going We and then we get we get what i call love making music which let me see if that's is it going right now let me listen yeah, that's love making music, people. But yeah, so we go through this, like, fence. Uh, they're showing, they show, like, a transistor radio. This might be the best part I understand. Yeah, we see a transistor radio. They just exploded out of the scene. Miguel, Mel gives them like he's in midair. Michelle Pfeiffer rises up to them. They look like they're kissing in midair, <laughs> right, with the hot tub behind them. They're moving in slow motion. Then we go back to the DEA agents who are looking with the binoculars. Cucks. <laughs> now I think we're off to the side. It looks like Michelle Pfeiffer is climbing onto Mel Gibson. Maybe. We're getting a reflection from the hot tub combined with smoke. I imagine that's just from the, hot, the heat from the hot tub. <laughs> One of them just climbed up, and I have no clue what position this is. Okay, now Michelle, there. Entwined and embrace with Michelle Pfeiffer's legs around Mel Gibson. Now we've gone back to the water. Okay, now they're making out in slow motion. Okay, now you're thinking, okay, this is going to make sense now. I'm just going to skip ahead here. Oh, now we go back to the DEA agent. Uh, we go. We got pictures of us. Uh, that was the sex scene, right? That was a short portion of it, but it is just, that's how confusing
0: it was. Yeah, I mean Justin was accurately describing the scene.
1: If it sounds, <laughs> i it's one of the most confusing scenes that I've ever seen. My note: they managed to fuck up a sex scene in a movie. Badly. Yes, <laughs> I mean this. Th- this was as bad as Showgirls, which is one of the. We- I don't understand how that works.
0: Yeah, she's
1: helicoptering her head. <laughs> it's a, it's a sexual
0: movement. It's better. I watched that over this. Yeah, at least I get that because uh, Elizabeth uh shoe is that berkeley what? elizabeth berkeley was uh fucking the director of that movie so eh. i guess she got to do whatever she wanted uh but hey you know we talked a lot about a bad movie but, recommendations yeah here at the end of the show we do recommendations so is there anything you'd like to recommend
1: oh um, i'm trying to try and think of uh, more movies where you get like obviously romance trying to get out the game the town comes to mind obviously mm-hmm. ben Affleck, yeah. there's um he's uh obviously in a romantic relationship with the woman he just stole a bank he just robbed a bank she worked there traumatizing but he's trying to get out the game so i can see that um a movie i haven't seen but gets really good reviews i feel but it's iconic um maybe he if you want to talk about a a friendship dynamic between a cop and a criminal almost yeah that's
0: a big part of that movie yeah they're not necessarily friends in that movie but there's like uh mutual respect yeah
1: it's it's chemistry almost in that and i us try to think if I can think of one more. Um criminal's trying. No, nah, not so much. I don't really want to recommend this to anybody, so
0: well, not this movie for no. sure.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's it's very hard. This this movie's so bad, I just can't it's doing other movies injustice to compare it to other things. This movie is pretty much what Mel Gibson's career has turned into, just pretty much if I had to say <laughs> this movie should be canceled. It's so bad.
0: I you know, we joked about it early on, but I was coming in here locked and loaded with savages. I, I think this movie instantly gets five times better if Gibson, Russell, and Pfeiffer are all fucking each other. <laughs> like, just just go for it. Like, like all all three of them are just in a relationship. Are you, are
1: you saying we need a devil's throughway?
0: <laughs> well, it's like if if like I've mentioned Savages on the show before because it's one of my. I don't necessarily believe in the term guilty pleasures. I don't think Savages is a great movie but I kind of fucking love it. It's good. It's a good, it's a good experience. It's a good viewing experience. And for me, like the thing that takes it over the top is the three way relationship and the fact that they're just open about it and they're cool. And it's just like a fact of the movie is that she's with both of these guys and then she gets kidnapped by the, the cartel and they go on a fucking rampage to find her. And I'm like, that's a better version of this movie where it's like, like imagine like a cop, and a drug dealer are both seeing the same woman and she gets like taken and they just team up and do a rampage.
1: We didn't need a team up. We never got a team up moment, which we were expecting.
0: That was- it's like Russell comes in at the end, to like try to take out the DH. It, it's just, it's so I get, I assume that town was trying to be subversive and like not give you what you expected, but this is like 88. We're not even there yet to where you can be like, subverting these tropes i'm like give me the fucking tropes man make michelle pfeiffer working for the drug cartel there's a scene like the five minutes left in the movie where she goes and makes out Raul julia and gibson and russell are like you betrayed us and they like gun both of them down like just fucking do it man like it's just so this is such a much more boring give version. us
1: anything <laughs> give us something oh the <laughs> terrible active thing
0: yeah i love savages i'll I'll go to the map for it any day of the week i own it on dvd i think about it all the time uh honestly my only note for that movie is the guy from friday night lights and uh yeah, kick, kick ass should have fucked uh but other than that no issues 10 out of 10 <laughs> i don't really have doesn't, anything else well doesn't
1: doesn't even i mean go back doesn't salma hayek almost reference that which like
0: <laughs> the only reason they're
1: both okay having you is because they want each other or something like
0: that. A little bit. Like, there's some tension, uh, but it's, like, from 2012, and it's, like, fucking... Selma. <laughs> should more with Selma <laughs> She could have been fucking
1: somebody, too, you're saying.
0: Yeah, Benicio Del Toro. Always yeah. good to see him. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then our everybody's favorite, uh, John Travolta, shows up at the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's like the, last,
1: that's, like, the last big movie he was in, wasn't it? <laughs> kind of. Unless you count Gotti. Got it. Oh yeah, I, uh, I almost want to join the cinephobe uh, Patreon just to watch that rewatching. Those 10s just to be in those live events have to be fucking a phenomenal. Experience.
0: But if, yeah, if I
1: ever did that, I might just give you my login information just so you can use. We can both be there for those.
0: Um, but yeah, I don't really have much else. Like Tequila Sunrise doesn't really remind me of it. Like it's trying to be like a fun, slick noir, but it's just not nailing it on any degree. I'd like if you wanna see Pfeiffer, like check out Scarface and Married to the Mob. She's great in those movies and those are much more watchable for sure. But yeah, I don't know, fuck it. Uh I think we've more than set our piece on this movie and also I'd love to leave myself a little bit of time to save this episode, so we can get the fuck out of here. So this,
1: I feel like this—we're not rate, we're not, ra- not being time. We've always kind of—we're gonna. Get, I mean, we're pretty close, but we're gonna get out of here in plenty of time. Is a change from the last few times. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Is there any final thoughts before we just say fuck it and sign uh, off? Fuck this movie. <laughs> uh, and as I unfortunately always say at the end of every episode, guys, I'll catch you on the flip flop later. Gotcha. Bye.